Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to episode 20 of the After Effect Podcast. I am your host, LeBron Stephan, but you can call me Bron Bron, B Ron, L B Z L B, whatever you prefer. We have a very, very special guest for episode 20, Deontay Morrow, Cleveland native, played two seasons at the University of Iowa, finished his career at the University of Toledo, now is a coach and a business owner. Um, the Moral Group Company does insurance, and he also coaches, I believe, high school women's basketball. Um, yeah, but like I said, we're both Cleveland natives, and we actually went to Iowa together in 2007, so happy to have him on to discuss some current events, some things that happened during the pandemic where he came out and kind of spoke about his Iowa experience <laughs> before he transferred to Toledo. So, excuse me. <laughs> Sorry about that, Burp. Excuse me. Uh so yeah, just send him the link, just waiting for him to jump on, and we will go to work. Hello? Yes, I can hear you. All right, having a... Uh, Bit of some technical difficulties, but nonetheless, it's not going to stop us from getting this episode done. Here he is again. Uh-oh. Yeah. Can't, yeah. Brian, you there? Yeah, can you hear me now? <clears throat> yeah, we locked in, brother. All right. What's good with you, bro? Oh, man, I can't call it, man. Living this good life. <laughs> yeah, good lives. Yeah, 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 I appreciate you jumping on, man. I call this After Effect Podcast. Um, uh-huh. I just, you know, I feel like shit. We've been playing sports our whole life. We've been athletes our whole life. We all got some kind of After Effect, and it's just, you know, what I'm saying, giving us a voice, man, to talk about all everything that's going on and our upbringing, and just kind of tell our story. That's what's up, man. Yeah, I'm all about it. Let's do it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, um, before we dive into your childhood, man. You know, I really, I really and truly believe that we are more than athletes. So let's just talk about some current events, man. Who you got? Who you got? Went, taking taking the chip home in the NBA. Easy, Lakers. Yeah, yeah. You already know, Lake Show, Lake Show. Yeah, um, man. I think I think they're gonna finish them off today. It'll be a four-one series against uh, Miami. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm a. Uh, to be honest, man, I, I wanted to see Brian bring a, a second one to Cleveland, but you know, I, I'm 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 cool with the first one. <laughs> I mean, I mean, everybody. Yeah, at least we got one, man. I, I would have loved to see him piece that thing together, and, right? Uh, you know, and bring two home. But we got one, and we all know, we all really know why he he in <laughs> LA, and it's, it's definitely because of basketball. So. Right, right. It's, it's it's more so on the business side, man. What do you think? Uh, what's your take on the verdict? Um, with Brianna Taylor, I was saying, um, I just interviewed Pierre uh, Pierre Woods a couple hours ago, and. Uh, <coughs> you, uh, a lot of people don't know that I'm a twin. I got a twin sister, and her name is Brianna. So just the whole thing, it kind of it, it kind of hit me different. What's what's your take on that? Um, my take is uh, sadly it was expected. All right, and another day uh, to be black. <laughs> yeah, you know it's it's just you know it's just something that you know we know that the system is not is not put together for us to. Uh, receive justice or prevail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I've 
just crazy ask me. I literally just got finished watching uh the Brian Banks. Yeah. The Brian Banks uh movie, movie? which Yeah, with Al, with yeah. Eyes, uh... <clears throat> yeah, man, it's crazy. But I mean, when it comes to, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement and just uh us being equally accepted, man, my take is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Uh my take on it is that <clears throat> and by all means, you know, I'm I'm for the, the movement. Uh, you know, I'm for making sure it's equality, but we are asking the masses mm-hmm. to change something that America was built upon, mm-hmm. which was slavery, thievery, mm-hmm. uh, you know, injustice, mm-hmm. uh every everything that we are protesting now. That's what right, wrong, or different. Uh, that's what you know. That's what America was built off of. Right. Uh, so, yes, it you know everything is it's all it's all messed up. But you know it's 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 a process, man. Mm-hmm. Um, you know my my take on it is to just you know I definitely send my prayers out to the families mm-hmm. and friends of everybody that have had to. Go through something like that. And go through something like that, whether it would go all the way from Emmett Till to Rodney King to mm-hmm. George Floyd to, mm-hmm. to even, you know, to Breonna Taylor. It's it's all crazy, man. But, you know, it's, you know, it's something that, that's going to take time. Yeah, yeah. And, that, whether, and whether we like, whether we like it or not, which is, right, right. you know, that's, that's not something that we're necessarily privy to because mm-hmm. we feel like we don't have time. Right, right. And uh, yeah, it's funny you say that. And that that's the main thing. I mean, obviously, this year has just been different in general. Uh, we've been in the pandemic for like seven months now. But uh, I think that's what people really need to realize that, like, it's not going to be an overnight thing. You know, it's going to take time no. to change all these systems and just all this systematic, all the, all the systematic racism. Like you say, I mean, shit, it, it's, this is what the world is, has been built on. <laughs> you know what I mean? So... I mean, if not the world, definitely, definitely United States. Yeah, exactly. You so. know, uh, when it, and that goes back to Christopher Columbus and the Native Americans and mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. of that, man. It's just, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? To, you know, we, to slavery, to us building the, mm-hmm. you know, the plantation, us growing crops, us picking right. cotton. Right. All it's, that stuff. it's all been based off, you know, just right inequality. Right. Um, what is, I'm, I'm sure you saw that uh, Deion Sanders went to the HBCU uh, Jackson State. What's your take on that, man? Because uh, as I get older, I, I always say, I'm, I'm starting to kind of lean towards, man, if I could do it over again, I would definitely consider HBCUs more if I could do it over again. And I only say that because in my experience, just meeting a lot of different guys and playing with a lot of different guys in, in, when I was playing arena ball, playing with a lot of different guys that went to HBCUs, it just seems like, they're more close knit, like the alumni, they have more mentors. They have like, they have alumni who literally want to see them succeed, who literally give them resources and tell them about different jobs and literally want to see them succeed. And when you graduate from a place like a big 10 university, like I did, or a Mac university, like you did, that's predominantly, that's more so predominantly white. I feel like the the, the black alumni, it's not the same. It's not the same. They Nobody's sent, Nobody's checking on you. Nobody, you know, right? Like I haven't got a text from 
from Chris Doyle or Ferens or any of them coaches since literally since my last game uh, nine years ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, um, what, what's your take on Deion going to Jackson State? I think it's great, man. I think I think overall uh, it's great to have a former – he's my favorite player of all time. So right. that's just me, me being biased. But I think it's always better to have people – in the sports realm that have been heavily involved in sports just in general. Right. And I, when I say heavily involved, I mean people that have been through the grind, been through the struggle, uh, mm-hmm. you know, understand what it takes to be an actual student athlete. Mm-hmm. Me and you and millions of us, we, we witness it firsthand. Mm-hmm. I was, I was blessed enough to be able to be a division one athlete for two colleges, mm-hmm. uh, the university of Iowa where me and you were teammates and I played at the, the University of Toledo. Mm-hmm. So, I, I and I also coached at Davidson College for three years, which is the D1AA school. So, uh-huh. you know, I have a little bit more insight than than the average. But I've, I've, as a as a player, I know I was being coached at multi, on multiple occasions by guys that have never played the game. Right. Right. Because and, and I could tell that okay, they just read from a textbook or something mm-hmm. that somebody else told them. Exactly. And then, you know, as a player, you can tell, like, hey, this guy did this. Right. <laughs> he know exactly what he's talking about. And those are the coaches that you relate to mm-hmm. when it comes to a coaching standpoint. From So from a just a flat-out coaching standpoint, I've always, and this is no disrespect to the guys who did not play, but I've always, and there's always been more respect for a coach who's actually been through this exactly <laughs> day in day out right homework and really know table, about it and, and really and really can speak on it versus mm-hmm. a guy who didn't go through it exactly um but and you know and, and then on the on the other hand it's great i mean it's great for hbcus you know hopefully and that's that's honestly that's in my in my mind what would help bring the hbcu mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. where we want it to be i think it's a, uh, it's a it's, big stepping stone to get it's a, it's a great stepping stone. Now we need other former players to mm-hmm. take these jobs mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. well, to be in a position to take them. Uh, Dion is in a position to take, you know, he was, he's was he been coaching for a while. But what people don't understand is, man, and, you know, being a collegiate, being a successful collegiate coach, that's another one of those, that's another one of those things that is not built for mm-hmm. African-Americans to 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 be successful the exactly the 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 coaching without pay that you have to go through for years mm-hmm. just the, to climb that ladder just well just in most cases you have to be a you have to be a unpaid you have to be unpaid for six months to a year before you can even get on a staff mm. and seeing that most of the seeing that most of us when i say us i mean minorities are coming from uh single parent house homes or mm-hmm. coming from being inner coming from the inner city Mm-hmm. We don't have that luxury to take six months out of our lives to volunteer exactly. 80 hours, 80 hours, 80 plus hours a week exactly. to make nothing. Exactly. So, you know, time. that's, that's another one. We don't, we, we don't have the time. We don't have the money. We weren't, we don't have the luxury. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been multiple occasions where, you know, I've had, I've even had GAs mm-hmm. as a young guy. I was probably one of the youngest coaches in, in division one football at one point in time. I was, mm-hmm. Was a twenty three or twenty four? I was a assist. I had my own 
film room. I was a running backs coach. I was a, a special teams coordinator. Yeah, Davidson. Uh, so, yeah, Davidson yeah. College. Uh, we weren't very good, but <laughs> I was coaching. My yeah. special teams were top in the, you know, my special teams, the units I ran, we were top in, in D1AA. Okay. Uh, top so, five, top ten, you know what I mean? I had a, yeah. I had a uh, opportunity to coach a, a freshman of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jeff Keel uh, was one of my one of my favorite players. Uh, one mm-hmm. of them that I was able to coach. I still talk to him now. But yeah, man, it's uh, that's great. It's great for HBCU, man. That's that's one that's one piece of it. Right. Uh, right. The other piece of it is stone. making sure that we're getting the resources, man. I I can't look back and say that I wish I went to HBCU mm-hmm. because because the the platforms were different. Of course. Uh. ABC it games, it, ESPN games, it, and just yeah. It it from a marketing standpoint, it did not make sense. Right, right. Uh, and to be honest with you, they didn't even talk to us because we were so because we athlete. were quote right. because, yeah because we were quote unquote bigger than we were bigger than HBCU. Right. So <laughs> if if you have a coach telling you like, oh yeah man, we know you're going Big Ten, mm-hmm. not even going to talk to you. Why am I going to talk to you? Right. You know right. what I mean? Right. Being, being a 16, 17-year-old young man, it's like, okay, if you don't have interest in me, I'm definitely not going to have interest in you. Right, 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 right. <laughs> um, Which is another piece of it. But, um, I, you know, it's, it's great for it, man. I'm, I'm anything D.I. do, man. I'm a, I'm a prime fan, so. You know that. Yeah, same here. <laughs> like you say, man, I think it's definitely a, a stepping stone. And I can definitely – I mean, you already know everybody loves his swagger and just what he brought to the game and everyone saying he's a good coach. So, you know, I'm sure he's going to land some bigger recruits and, you know, I'm sure they'll get they'll get some better contracts for for uh, TV games and just all those kind of things. And so I'm definitely I'm definitely happy for HBCUs. And I, I'm like you said, I think it's it's going in the right direction for sure. Oh, yeah. The, the more the more former NFL players that, uh, you know, be, can become head coaches in the HBCU realm, mm-hmm. the, the more money that'll be in it, mm-hmm. the more sponsorships will be in it because they want to see, especially a guy like <laughs> mm-hmm. I can imagine Deion Sanders walking into my house saying, hey, I'm going to give you an offer to be one of the starters, one of the future starters in my secondary. What? Mm-hmm. Right, right. Man. Hand, hands down, are you getting the commitment? <laughs> hands down. Easily. <laughs> you getting it from me. Right, you getting right. it from me. Right. <laughs> so, man, let's let's dive into your childhood a little bit, bro. We both, you know, Cleveland natives, born and bred. Talk about talk about the culture um, from from your eye from your eye view growing up in the '90s. Um, you know, who was your influences? Uh, you know, in the '90s, obviously, it's a lot different. We didn't have like social media and just yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. we really we really would like play outside all day. So, and and now getting older, it's 2020 now. So. <sighs> I know it's it's really it's literally a different world that the kids grow up in now. They got social media, they got phones, they got cameras, they got uh, internet, and just all these things. Everything. And we didn't grow up like that. So, talk about the Cleveland culture in the '90s, man. Um, you know what you man, see, what you I saw, mean, what you went through. Ah, man, man, it was you know where, where I grew up on. Uh, I grew up on Saint Clair, man. Uh-huh. Uh, so, um, I was always from house to house. So I grew up in the Glenville. My mom stayed in the Glenville area. Uh, my my great aunt and my great uncle, uh, you know, they stayed in the Collinwood area, so I was always back and forth. But man, I I was born in an area where 
you know, it's in a it's in a song, it's in a rap song, man. You you slang a crack rock or you got a wicked jump shot. Right. <laughs> so, right. Um, I mean, that's that's just what it was. Um, you know, it just so happened that I was blessed and fortunate enough to um, to be talented, man, to be gifted, because mm-hmm. that's all we did. And I always played with the older guys, man. There was mm-hmm. I had a whole bunch of big homies who, you know, once I once I actually started playing, I didn't actually play organized football until I was ten. Okay. Who who'd you play? You played yeah. for the, the A's, right? The A's. I started off. I started off. So it's crazy. So I'm gonna I'm drop some names for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you if you're from Cleveland, Ohio, you would know. So, Jamel Hines, mm-hmm. of course. Geno Sternevent, mm-hmm. Anthony Gordon. Mm-hmm. We all played for East 88th Street Browns. Oh, y'all all played. For, okay, okay. What 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 year? We all, it, what year was that? Like '99. Man, come on, man. I don't know, man. <laughs> you that said was you, a, you I said don't <laughs> Yeah, uh, chat. Well, yeah, it had to be. Well, no, I played midget one year, so yeah, okay. I played uh, Muni, Cleveland Muni League midget. Uh, what was it, nine? I think nine or ten, one of those. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that we all played. We all played on the same team, man. We we were we weren't that good. Uh, we were five hundred team. And okay. Then, um, so I played there for two years, and then I end up. Uh, I end up playing for the Glenville. It was the Glenville A's. Uh, transferred to Glenville Titans with okay. uh, Rob J, R.P. Rob J, yeah, my, my homie for life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I end up being on the team with Arville Nelson, Geno Sturman, Anthony Gordon. Uh, I had a who squad else on that team. Kyle Jefferson. Yeah, uh, I just had him on. I just had Kyle on. Uh, you know, and then you know we had some some guys underneath. I mean, so. Uh, we had a crazy. We, I mean, my football f- f- sport from a sports standpoint, man. Mm-hmm. You know, we all grew up in the same area for the most part, so mm-hmm. we either played against each other or we played on the same team. But when I was fortunate enough to be up, man, on some on some, some dope, teams. on some talented and on some very very competitive little oh, league I, teams, oh, man. I know. And, and our, you know, our our mindset was. We and it's crazy because you know I watch some of the sports now, man, and I I'm a head coach myself uh, for for uh, for a high school basketball team in Cleveland Campus International, and mm-hmm. and it's 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 crazy how the dynamic changed, man. Because I know like hey, I, I think I'm pretty sure we you been play for Mike St. Clair, right? Yeah, yeah, I played for Mike St. Clair. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, yeah, man, I, I'm pretty sure like and what my one of my best friends is Bruce Davis. Bruce Davis played for. You know, our teammate, he played for Cleveland Warriors. He played for the Warriors, and, yeah. And we would play, and when we played, like, I didn't talk to him the whole week. We went to school <laughs> together. Like, yeah, we went to school yeah. together. There was, if we played back then, yeah. like, you were my, you were my enemy. Right. For the, until, the, until the game was over. And right. if we lost, yeah. I wasn't talking to you until the next week. Right. So it's, 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 it's funny how it's not as com- competitive. Right. Now, it's like well, not as content, not as intense. Right, like, it right. was intense, man. Yeah. Like we would go to school. To, think about this: we 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 would go to school together. Monday, like we probably sat by each other. But if it was game week, mm-hmm. like yeah, I, I wasn't talking to you that whole week. Right now, this is my homie. Like, hey, we we throwing rocks at each other, popping <laughs> rubber bands, right? Throwing you know slide notes, right? And it's like, yeah, I don't know you, bro. 
<laughs> so that's how that's how that's how competitive and, it, and right. intense it was. I mean, from so you know I me. Mean? So from from a competitive standpoint, man, I was. I, hey, we always been super competitive. Like I don't mm-hmm. lose to this day. I'm not. I'm not. I. I I'm not <laughs> let my son win. Right. 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 Like you yeah. got. You got to earn these stripes. Man, I'm you telling know you. What I mean? And and I know so that's kind of how I grew up. Yeah. Yeah, and and you a current coach, man. So. And that and that's the thing, man. Like it's so different now because that's the same way I was. Like I didn't care who you was. Like I'm competing against you. Like I remember winning winning uh, most competitive in middle school and at the building high school because I literally I don't it don't matter. Like I always was ready to compete. And uh, it's funny that you get said said all them names because all those guys end up being like area stars, like you know what I'm saying Cleveland high school stars. So, uh, but for me, playing for my St. Clair, I play with a lot of super talented guys too, but a lot of yeah. people don't know none of them because they was all like bad as hell. Like they was cold in football, but like in the streets too. So like. That's, and that's, you know, that's, and like I said, that's what, that's the era we grew up in. You either mm-hmm. slanging crack rock or you got a wicked jump shot. It just so happened our jump shot was on a football field. Right, right, we right. We could catch or we could tackle. But we were all talented, man, and and in our mind in that time, that was the only way we would get out of the hood. Exactly. You know what I mean? Or the inner Real city talk. was, I gotta make it out. Mm-hmm. And and for and for me, me personally, like my big homies and all my the older guys that I hung up around, they knew I was nice because I would be playing basketball and we'd be playing sideline pop. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If, if if you're the city, you know sideline pop is when yeah. you play from pole to pole on the street, and yeah. you get the, you had the tag in the street. But if you were on somebody's sidewalk or in their line, mm-hmm. you could get tackled. Mm-hmm. And if you you can jump over the if you jumped over the bushes, and I can't really jump over the bushes till I was like ten, till I was like twelve, mm-hmm. eleven when I got a little older, because these guys were all like sixteen, seventeen. Older, yeah. You know what I mean? You you couldn't get tackled. You had to get mm-hmm. tagged. So. I was playing with all these dudes, but hey, we was getting it in. They like, hey man, who is this? Who is this young dude? Right. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so all of my big homies from my neighborhood, man, they would never let me indulge in any of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Which right. kudos to them. They saw something in me super early that I obviously didn't see. You know what I mean? At that mm-hmm. age, they like, mm-hmm. hey man, no, you got something special. You know, I try to hang out on the corner with them at the store. Mm-hmm. They know, hey, no, hey, man, go home. You right. got homework to do, bro. Right. You're going to do something different. That respect so was there. Res- you know, so that respect was there, and it's still mm-hmm. there, man. So respect to them, man. Shout out to them for, for seeing that in me before I did. But, you mm-hmm. know, I had my mom. I had my, I had my pops. Uh, they pushed me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, the the biggest influences for me were my, my great aunt and my great uncle, man. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they... I kind of stayed with them just because it was a fun thing to do. You know, they were like my grandma and grandpa. So yeah. I didn't, you know, you don't want to go home if you're mm-hmm. at grandma's house. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened that I ended up going to school right down the street from them. So I just stayed with them during the week. Yeah. And, you know, I have kind of, I have some, some old, some old values, some old people value, old school mm-hmm. values, man, that, that mm-hmm. stick with me that I use to this day. Uh, you know, that, that have helped me become the, the, mm-hmm. the man and the father I am. So, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. man. I, uh, I can say, obviously, I, I think I looked up to my dad probably the most. I, I really used to look up to my uncle, 
my like my real uncle, my mom's brother, um, just because he he had money. I you know I was I being from Cleveland, man, you don't know like especially when you were young and seven, eight, nine years old. Uh, he always had the new cars, always had a bunch of money. Um, but I later found out he was like robbing banks and robbing Brinks trucks. He ended up he ended up uh, going yeah. to jail. He ended up going to jail for twelve years in like ninety seven. Um. Yeah, like 97, he got out 2009 when we, uh, when we was at, at Iowa together. Uh, so, like you say, man, it's growing up in that area, man. You, the people that you admire, like, if you if you ain't around around the right people, like, you're going to admire, like, the street dudes or the dudes that, you know what I'm saying, that they got money or got cars and all that. So, it's uh, I also really admired um, Desmond Howard. Desmond Howard actually went to my uh, elementary. I went to Grace Bond. It's off of, uh, Lee Road. And then I went to Whitney Young for uh, middle school, and he went to Grace Mount and Whitney Young. He actually came back and talked to us when I was, like, in the third grade. I think I was, like, eight years old. Yeah. And, to like like you say, man, to see somebody uh, do it, like, actually make it. At that point, he had just won the Super Bowl um, um, after with the Packers and all that, and he won the Heisman, uh, Michigan. Yeah. So to see somebody come back and uh, to literally go to my same uh, elementary, my same middle school, like, I was, like, Thinking in my head, like, man, I'm going to play in the Big Ten one day. Like, and that's when I was eight years old. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, man. And uh, for me, man, on the sports side, uh, if I would have went to a public school, I would have went to Glenville. So we all would have been on the same team, which mm-hmm. would have been crazy. Right. Um, um, for me, man, it was, it was two guys. Well, really one guy because he was the guy – uh, Jawai Williams. Mm-hmm, Me and mm-hmm. Jawai Williams went to the same. We went to the same elementary school. Okay. We literally, uh, St. Joseph Collinwood. Uh, he was the guy uh, when I was when I was coming out of eighth grade. You know, it was it was either I was going oh. to Glenville or, or Saint or I was going to Saint Ed's. And, and so he, t- he was, talked you in it going to Saint Ed's. Jawai Williams was the guy uh, that I just. I didn't even really talk to him like that because by then, Jawai was like super big time, man. Yeah, I was yeah, like yeah. super, I'm he super was, young. He was playing for the so Cavs I at the time? To, no, man. He okay. Was, he was, he had, Jawai was all American. Yeah, he was, yeah. And St. Ed's, they was, you know, the Glenville with, with him and, and show mm-hmm. when they played against that, that squad with Pierre and all them, man. Jawai mm-hmm. would go crazy. And I'm like, man. Yeah, I'm Pierre, like, Pierre, Pierre really, was talking about that. I just interviewed Pierre. He was talking about that guy. Yep. I'm like, man, this dude going crazy on his mm-hmm. own. And that was my thing, man. That was one of the things I actually take, you know what I mean? That was my, that was something I take part of, like, you know, as it didn't have as much talent mm-hmm. as Glenville. Right. But man, it was like, as I'm watching them, because the games used to be on a local Cleveland channel, I don't watch, I'm like, man, this dude doing it. He done been doing it by himself. He going mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. I respect that. I respect it, man, because I know him. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, I went to school with this dude. I, I, I lived down the street from this dude. Like, uh-huh. you know what I mean? I know his family. Uh-huh. Uh, so I look, I, you know, I kind of, he never knew it. Uh, but, you know, I kind of, I kind of, I looked up to him. I'm like, man, he do doing this on his own. He, yeah. There ain't a whole bunch of talent. It's his team. Mm-hmm. He probably buzzing his ass, working hard. Mm-hmm. And when it came, when it came time, it was, you know, he was at, he was playing at North Carolina, going crazy, getting busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's he, still he playing busy. now, man. He, yeah, he's still he, playing. He the played with Cavs, professional, all of that. Mm-hmm. It was, it was him and uh, and then Steve Logan. And then uh, you know, from 
because Steve grew up right around right around the corner from my grandmother. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve went to St. S. So those were the two guys from a St. S. standpoint. And then, um, man, I, I of course you know watching watching Ted do his thing. Of course, yeah, uh, you know that. Ted again do his thing, man. Just you know those were those were the guys, man. That mm-hmm. I'm just like I can do it. I know yeah. I can. Like I had already knew, man. I'm, a, you know me. I'm a super strong headed dude, man. So I'm super competitive. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be the first guy in the gym, last guy out. But that's, you know, you you always need something to be like, okay. You always need something visual, mm-hmm. and those right. were those were the visual guys. But yeah, man, Jawad Williams. Man, yeah, Jawad was yeah. He was a dog. He was he was he was the reason I went to Edge. And then when I got to Edge, it was just like I'm gonna do what he did, man. It's but on yeah. the football side. Right, 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 right. It's crazy, man. He came up my senior year at DeVille. He came up there. um, I can't – that was 2007. Shit, he may have been playing for the Cavs at the time. I can't remember who he was playing for. Yeah, it was around that time. Um, Yeah, but he came came up to the gym and shit and ran over gym with us. Like, uh, I I remember I was on his team. We literally Um, went went like 10 and 0 that day. And his game just so – like, it seems so effortless, like – Dunking and passing. back, smooth. And what's crazy is I remember, like, I went crazy that day. Only, like, because he was, he like, he was um getting so much attention, but still, obviously, scoring easy. But just how, the way, the way he was setting me up, he he understood that I understood the game. So, man, we was killing, like, and, and that was kind of like a, like you say, like, I'm playing with him, but I kind of idolized him, too. Like, damn, this nigga, don't, like, this nigga in the league. Like, and he, he and he, I'm, I'm 17. And he uh uh he giving me compliments and all that like damn hey, you nice or you da, 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 da. like you I mean I could tell you a football player but you but you but you could hoop though like like just that shit was like a moment I'd never forget bro <laughs> man I mean that was that was one of the first guys that I actually could say hey I I actually know him I yeah. we grew up in the same neighborhood he yeah. was that he was that guy that I was like man this dude going crazy yeah. So yeah, he was he was that dude, man. He was, he was that dude. Uh, you know those those yeah, really yeah. Jawad and, and you know and and and, and though, but mm-hmm, yeah, that, mm-hmm. that was a dude, man. For sure, man. Talking so yeah, man. I'm glad you talked about Saint Edwards. Talk about your transition um, into Saint into Saint Edwards. Uh, you know, I feel like a lot of guys when guys be from like the Glenville area or uh, you know any part in the city and they choose to go to. St. Ned's or or Benny Benedictine or one of those. It's always I wouldn't say always, but sometimes you catch a little flack. People people want you to go to Glenville instead of at the Saint oh, instead yeah. of Saint Edward. So, oh, yeah. but obviously, I mean, you get a better education and just all those things, and you know, you're not you have more knowledge coming out of high school than than uh, other people who go in those inner city schools, and you know, they they're just the quality of education is not the same. I'm just I'm, I'm just gonna be honest. It's not the same. Yeah, that's a, that's a <laughs> you fact. know what I'm saying. The, the, so. Yeah, the, the the resources and the and the focus, the, the resources and the focuses are different. Mm-hmm. Um, man, the the best way I can explain it, man. Have you seen? It's a movie. Comments in it. The hate you give. Yeah. That's me. Okay. I, I can re- I relate to that movie so much. It's crazy. Yeah. Because the biggest thing that I got is a culture shock. You know, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. people, people don't understand, man. As a as a fourteen year old, I'm completely out of my element. I don't right. have a friend. 
Right. I don't know anybody from, and I don't know anybody from what I'm used to. Mm-hmm. They're not the same color as me. Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't talk like I do. I mean, it was foreigners there. Right. Uh, you know, it, it was just I was outnumbered, man. And I'm, and you really feel like you're on your own. Right. And right. You feel like you're on your own because you are on your own. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, it was just a culture shock, man. At fourteen. Uh, it, it is at fourteen. And, that's crazy. That's crazy. And, I and I know that I can't be I can't be the neighborhood Tay. Right, right, right. In the, in, in front of these people. Yeah, you know that. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just and it's and it's there's no it's no knock. It's just that I know they don't understand even like they'd be like, man, why you talk why why are you talking like this? You know, they're they're talking more proper and mm-hmm. you know, I have my you know, I got my, my, my hood slang and some of my, my verbiage is, uh-huh, uh-huh. is it's uncommon. Right. And even, you know, they're like, hey, whoa, like, what, you know, and it's, I'm just like, this how, is how I talk. Right, right. It's how right. we talk. Right. And they're like, who is, who is we? I never right. heard of that before. You know what I mean? I was, I, it was just, it was just a culture shock, man. Just, mm-hmm. you know, mentally, physically, mm-hmm. um, but it, it also, not in a negative, but it, 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 but in a positive, it brightened my eyes, man. It opened my mm-hmm, eyes. Mm-hmm. There is a word when my, me going to saying is, let me, let me understand that there is a world outside of sports where right. there's actually more that where there's where you can be a millionaire and not play a sport. Yeah, right, which right, right. Me, Open your which, eyes. Which to me was un. I'm just like uncommon. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I never I seen that. Had te- I literally had teammates. Their first cars were. Range Rovers, mm-hmm. Mercedes Benzes, mm-hmm. Jaguars, brand new Lincolns with the heated seats. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And That's hey, crazy. listen, <laughs> I, I caught the bus. I caught the bus for two and a half years. My bus ride from 123rd and Lakeview mm-hmm. to St. Ed's. It was one bus. It was a 326. It mm-hmm. took me an hour and 30 minutes to get to school every day. Mm. So to where my, my teammates and my classmates, they ride clean and heavy and tinted windows and nice mm-hmm. people. I'm on the, bro, I got a bus pass. I got a <laughs> monthly bus pass. Mm-hmm. They didn't understand it, bro. When, when, you know, I played basketball and football uh, at the time and, I would literally, after basketball practice, be standing outside freezing. Man, you meet same here. When I went to the field, I used I'm, to ride the bus. <laughs> I'm I'm freezing. I'm freezing, brother. Mm-hmm. After practice, freeze. I mean, it's been multiple times where, you know, uh, and I was I was around some good people at Saint Ed's. Man, I can't lie mm-hmm. uh, that some of the parents would take me home. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Mr. Demarcus, Brett Demarcus' dad. I remember he would always take me home after practice. Man, he was like, man, that's you know, that's just way, it's just too dark. And, mm-hmm. and then when, you know, someone would drop me off, you'd be like, ooh, you could tell, like you knew it was an uncomfortable feeling. They, they always made sure the doors were locked. <laughs> make right. sure, you know what I mean? And I used to tell them like, hey, listen, hey, make sure you go this way, don't go that way. Right, Go right. that way, you, you, might, you might be in a little bit of trouble coming out. Right. So right. make sure you go this way, not that way. But it was a big culture shock, man. It let me know it was a, it was a, there was a, there was life outside of sports, which, 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 which was good for me, 
you know, come full circle now. Mm-hmm. But my main goal was I'm still, I got to get to where I need to get to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's which funny. was, which was, I need to get a scholarship. Mm-hmm. Because my thing was, I wanted to get a degree. Because I, being that same as I understood the importance of a degree, of getting a scholarship. I just knew I was going to get a scholarship. So I was, I'm, and it's just, uh, I, could, I mean, you know, I'm super confident, man. So I knew I was going to get, I knew I was going to play college football. Right. I knew right. I was going to be a starter. I knew I was going to do all of this. Right. It was just about where at the time. My, right. my confidence was through the roof. It, it still is, man. I'm I'm the best. I tell everybody I'm a fine line between confidence and arrogance. I don't I'm, – I'm perfectly fine with that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, right. I, I, I say it humbly, man, but I, – so I knew I was going to do that. Right. But I made a promise to my mom, to my dad, like, I'm going to get my degree while I'm there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so – yeah, it's, I uh, to do, so I wanted to do both. Yeah, it's funny you say that about the culture shock because I feel like um, my transition when I went to Iowa, it was that was a culture shock for me, right? Because I I didn't have the experience that you had of going to school, you know, going to high school, white people. The only I literally went to school with all black people from kindergarten to twelfth grade. Only white people I ever really encountered were some some of the teachers here and there. Um, and, yeah. and I went and I and, and I went to Warrensville and Glenville, and Warrensville was the same way. It was it was no white people that went to Warrensville. So um, once I went to Iowa, we, obviously we went together. Um, I mean to go from that to you know five hundred, uh, I mean two hundred fifty students and two black people everywhere you go. It's no, it's it's all it's white people everywhere. Literally, it's like two percent black people in the state of Iowa, right? So um, that was a culture shock. I remember. Like and they and the, <laughs> hey and hey but hey but the crazy part is they all know you, right right right. <laughs> they all know, yeah man. Like I said, I I always felt like you know it was a like and and, I, and don't get me wrong, I always got not not necessarily teased, but that was always the joke. Like man, you supposed to be a veal dude, man. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Right, What's yeah. up? How you yeah. go over there? You know it was it was all friendly talk, but yeah yeah. You know it was some it was some seriousness to it uh but yeah man i you know i don't i wouldn't take it back mm-hmm. my my experiences at saint ed's helped me deal with all of excuse my french all the bullshit i had to deal with at iowa right not knowing man i was and bullshit I politics mean, you, you you can you can vouch you can vouch for it man oh you I know was it. the go i was the go-to guy when y'all mm-hmm. had when 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 all my all my brothers had issues they would be like, man, talk to Tay. Tay mm-hmm. will tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. But in their mind, man, I was the bad guy, and that was crazy. Yeah. I was the and bad you, guy. Not and you knowing, know we go, you know we're gonna get guy, to that. <laughs> yeah, not not knowing I was the guy that kept everybody from that kept everybody from turning into Nat Turner. <laughs> start turning to, to start a riot, man. It was, man, it was you, crazy. It was crazy, you, man. But yeah, no, that my experience at Shane is, man. Help me and open my eyes, man. Mm-hmm. The guy that recruited me from the guy that recruited me to St. Ed's, of course, because you know you can recruit to go to private school, man. Mm-hmm. He he taught me so much about the business world and how it works that I don't think I could have learned that at that age if I would have went to Glenville. Mm-hmm. Right. Not at that point in time, not in right. that particular time, and I'm right. talking not, about not at that age. 
between at the age of 14, it was what, 2004. Mm-hmm. The stuff that I learned and the people that I, that I came across at that age who I still talk to today, and they still are like my advisors, my mentors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I'm just fortunate enough to have mentors on both sides. Coach yeah, Gene, yeah, I look, Coach Gene, dope, I look at as a mentor. Mm-hmm. My, my coaches, my all my Saint Anne's connections that I mm-hmm. that I talk to, they are mentors to me, man. It's, it's nothing wrong with having a, a mentor on both sides of the spectrum. That right. way, you have a you can. That way, when you receive the information. You can process it all and find equal me and find equal balance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a uh, that's what I'm saying, bro. That's that's super dope because I can probably say shit um, within the past maybe like five years is when I really started getting mentors other than football, like like uh, former football coaches or things like that that I call mentors, but guys with a certain level of business acumen um, and just like you say, understanding how business works. Uh, I feel like I was like behind the eight ball on that because you know what I mean? I just, I was always around black people who were in, in, in the inner city, then going to Iowa, handling the business there. So that's dope that you had those mentors so early. Yeah, man, it was, it was, it was a blessing, man. Like I said, man, I, yeah. uh, I can't complain about my, yeah, you know, my, my, my whole upbringing because it was, it was the best of both worlds, man. Yeah. To, to describe it, man, it was, it was pretty much like that movie, The Hate You Give, man. Like how, mm-hmm. how she felt. Her name was Lyric, right? No, or Star. Mm-hmm. How, how Star felt at times. And I never voiced it, uh, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, in my mind, that's how, I, that's how I felt at times. Like, I literally had to be two people every day. Right, right. That's right. Every day. That's, and, and, and that's a crazy thing to have to do, like you say, every day and at such a young age. Yeah, man. I had to be two people every day. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it just so happened that, you know, I end up, you know, during my tenure, man, my, my great my great aunt got sick and my great grandfather got sick. So I kind of had to be the man in the house at the same time. So now that's another role mm-hmm. that I have to do. So I'm literally, you know, as I'm learning these different aspects of life from my St. Edward connections and granted, all, all of these people are white. As they're teaching me how to operate life and businesses. I'm going home. I have to be a totally different person, but also I have to take care of a, a home. I have to take care of two elderly people to where I'm, once I start driving, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a, I'm the power of attorney on their, on their, you know, for everything. I'm going mm-hmm. to the store. I'm driving to the store, mm-hmm. paying all the bills, light bill, gas bill, balancing the checkbooks, um, and I learned it, and a lot of that stuff, man, me going to St. Ed's, that kind of helped me because they kind of like, okay, boom, boom, boom. This is what you need to do. This yeah. is how we do this. This is how you do that. So like I said, man, me having to, me having to go through that was, man, it was, I couldn't ask for anything. Yeah. Different. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's dope, man. So talk about bro evolving into like the number nine player in Ohio your senior year. I think I was like number 14 or number 16. And then I think we actually ended up visiting the University of Iowa together the same weekend, me, you, and Jamel. We did. All yeah. visited Iowa the, uh, the same weekend. Uh-huh. So talk about evolving into that and also uh, what went into your decision um, to go to the University of Iowa. Like who who else that offered you? Uh, what, what was your confirmation that, okay, I'm, I'm going to go here? 
Man, I don't. I'm be honest with you, man. I don't know how I <laughs> became the number nine player. I don't know how I became a number nine player because I, I should have been number one. <laughs> so, so I can't. I can't tell you how I became the, the ninth player. Man, I think number one was uh Ben Martin, the DN. He he went to Ohio State. Man, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I feel like <laughs> no, man. <laughs> Shout out to Ben, man. Um, hey, man, I, I'll be honest with you, man. I, I give I give praise to all my peers, all my all my, and I call you all my brothers, man. All my all my brothers who we we went to raw talent together. Mm-hmm. We literally we may not have had each other's like cell phone number and spoke to each other every day, mm-hmm. but we literally, hey, we went to the same trainers, we mm-hmm. did the same stuff, and it was like, all right, bro, I see you. If we, we, I see you here on that day, mm-hmm. and it was like, oh, he if he going, I definitely ain't gonna miss. Right, hey, man, and, you, and we got and we put that work in. We literally held each other accountable, and at that time, we didn't even know we were doing it. Right, right. So, um, so it was just hard work, dedication, man. Yeah. Like I said, I had, I used to have, I had a Michael Jordan poster in my room and I had a Deion Sanders jersey hanging up in my room mm-hmm. and to me those are my favorite players uh, and my goal was always be number one the number my I have list of goals become number one player in the state become a number one player you know become an, an all-american mm-hmm. do do go through this so I came eight short so somebody we got I don't know who had the rankings but we need to rap um <laughs> But, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, it was just, I, I, it was I always just, just look at my man. position. I always look at my position. I think I was – it was Ben and then I think one other dude. So, I, I was third, like, at my position. <laughs> so, I – I'm so biased, I, man. Listen, <laughs> hey, if we, if, we, if, we, if we talk about the 2000 – if we talk about the student athlete, Deontay Morrow, there was no player – there was no player in my position that was better than me. <laughs> I don't care who film you show me. You can show me they film to this day. If we stepped on the field and we did a one-on-one and right. we did a nutcracking drill, if right. we did whatever, you got to show me. <laughs> you got to show me. So right. I, only, I think who was in front of me? I think I, my teammate, my high school teammate and my boy, Nate, he was in front of me. Sorry, mm-hmm. Nate. <laughs> you weren't better than me, though. Uh, I, I really think, always say that. I, I don't <laughs> – yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it wasn't no knock on that. I just, I just feel like I'm better. Uh, right. And and he should feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Mayo was in front of me, maybe, yeah. or was he a linebacker? Uh, Might've, I don't know. He, I he, think he, he may whatever been, he was. Yeah, he may have been ahead of you or right behind you. Man, he may and, have been like ten or eleven. And then it was Eugene Clifford, and I remember that. And it was somebody. Else. Oh yeah, I remember him. He went to uh, West Virginia. From, my man from Eugene Clifford went to Ohio State. Oh, okay, okay, okay. From Coleraine, and it might have been my the big guy from Trotwood. Okay, okay. I can't think of his name. Yeah. But, hey, man, kudos to y'all. y'all whoever y'all paid, you know, to, <laughs> to get that ranking in front. No. Uh, 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 but respect to everybody, man. I just I feel like, I feel like that air of football is different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was – and it was crazy that like all of us and we were we were like we kind of tight like yeah, you know, yeah. We, we actually did what we said we was gonna do man and it was and 
like looking back at it, we put so much pressure on ourselves to right. be successful. Right. And it was just like, it was easy. Right. It was, I mean, it was like, it was easy to us, man. We didn't know how hard we was working. We didn't know. Right. You you don't know what it took. We didn't really know what it took to be a D1 player and be successful and so on and so forth. But right. we did it. Right. And we mm-hmm. all held each other accountable. It was a group of us, man. We, It's a picture that we posted. Uh, R.I.P. My, my brother Rat, man. When it's me, yeah, you, Arvell, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, Bruce. Who else is in there? It was uh, Otis. I'm, I'm a star. Otis. Ami. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that yeah, picture, it was man, of us. And that, 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 that picture speaks volumes. Like, yeah, man. Yeah. Everybody knew us. Yeah, man, that, that speaks volumes. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, man. It's, it's what's crazy is what's even crazier is uh, I remember, uh, like once I met you and Bruce, like Bruce actually was the was the dude who got me hip to, like what speed training was at Raw Talent, like because I before that yeah uh-huh. before before that I had never I was literally just a Raw Talent, like I never did no speed training. I I mean I would lift, I would lift weights to do like yeah. ladder ladder drills and stuff like that. But I never, I I never ran with a, uh, I never ran with one of those uh, like harnesses, like with like with yeah. the weight, and I never really had somebody to really, really. I never jumped over hurdles, like I never really had somebody to really hone into me getting faster. That was the first time that I ever did that when Bruce got me hit to that, and then I started working out with y'all, and that wasn't even until after football season, our twelfth grade that was year. Late, man, that was yeah. like senior yeah. year, yeah. Exactly, that was that was late. I had never, that, man. Hey. I'm not gonna lie to you, man. It was some of the best workouts, like right. even in comparison to the Iowa stuff, right? And the I agree. stuff, man. I I look back at the dudes who we was like crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about all Big Ten, SEC, yeah, uh, yep. ACC, yeah, all they are all starters. Yeah, talking about it was a crazy lineup, man. So yeah, I look back <laughs> at though. I look back at that stuff like. We didn't. We didn't even know. Right, we didn't. Yeah, we just, we just going to work, going to work every day. That's all we knew, bro. That's all yeah. we knew. So, yeah, man. Talk about your transition to Iowa, bro. Like, it, it was different than mine. I, you know, I redshirted. Me, me and Bruce redshirted. Uh, but you end up, you didn't redshirt. You end up playing your freshman year. Uh, so just talk about that transition. I'm, like we talked about earlier, I think it, it was probably a little easier for you. Um, socially, I'm, I'm socially because you went to St. Ed's, but uh, talk about the transition. Uh, obviously, it was it was hard balancing, like uh, you know, college courses and all the football stuff, and and plus we both know what kind of went with the football stuff. So yeah, just talk about that a little bit, man. Um. It was unique, man. Uh, <laughs> um, Very unique. <laughs> hey, man, listen. In my situation, was definitely different from y'all's because you know I I played my freshman year, and honestly, I think my personality, and I, and I I get this sometimes. Like, if you don't know, if like, if if they didn't understand me enough to know that the person I was, it was mm-hmm. just me. Right. You, right. I mean, you know how I am. We've been knowing each other for uh, almost 15 years. Mm-hmm. I'm a strong personality. Right. I'm a vocal, I'm a vocal guy. I call a spade a spade. Mm-hmm. If, if it looked like shit and it smelled like shit, it's shit. It's right. not a steak. 
<laughs> you right. know what I mean? Facts. And so, yeah, man. I like I said, I was always, I was always confident mm-hmm. because I, I felt like I earned that right to be confident. I put in that work to be confident, and and I was a firm believer. Hey, it walk the walk, talk the talk, mm-hmm. and I did it. And that just wasn't their way of operating. So I, when I walked in there, I went from fourth string to second string in two days. Mm-hmm. You remember that? I, yeah, I, remember. I was, I was, man, I was, they were like, hey, man, you, you getting busy out here. Yeah. Talking about from, from, we, from, we, we used to always talk about it. We used to always talk about it, man. And it went from that to, because of my personality, and I and I truly believe they just didn't understand me. Mm. Um, it went from that to I said I might have been one of the most hated guys on the team mm. from the coaching staff, right, right. Not from the players, mm-hmm. but I also would have might have been one of the most influential. Mm-hmm. And which I believe, looking back, was is what scared them more than anything. Because, like I said, I was a guy that not just my Cleveland boys, but all of the young, all of the younger my classmates mm-hmm. would come and talk to about situations because everybody felt like, okay, he has dealt with this stuff before. Mm-hmm. Let's talk to him. Let's get his advice. I was that guy, man. I was that guy that kept a lot of guys off the ledge. Right, you know that. <laughs> I, 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 bro, I listen, man. In twenty, what was it? In one twenty, in twenty one. N one twenty one, whatever yeah, that room number yeah. was. N one twenty. N one twenty. Man, Hillcrest Dorms. Hillcrest Dorms, brother. Everybody used to be in there after practice, man. We would. It was like we was having like a. And hey, we we used to a, talk for hours, bro. Hours. <laughs> we would talk for hours, man. And it was, you know, and I was kind of like, I was kind of like the go-to guy, mm-hmm. uh, and for for whatever reason, being that go-to guy. And my personality did, it did not, it didn't go right with the Iowa personnel at that time. Right. They, they literally, I, and I, and I started to see like, they lit, like, I, like I said, man, I, I've done, you know, I've done a couple interviews, but man, I, I've, defensive coordinator literally walked up and told me, defensive coordinator at the time, uh, he's passed away now, but he literally walked up and told me like, why are you walking around with your head held so high? You ain't done shit here. Who are you? Right, and the average young man may have responded differently, but my response was, "I'm the same guy you recruited." Right. Me staying that, <laughs> and you know, and, and responding in those type of ways is what got them to feel how they felt about me. Mm-hmm. And I've been I've been told by multiple sources, man, players and staff, former staff who I became who I became closer with, pre, you know, after my tenure at Iowa when I was coaching, they were just like, man, they just didn't like you. And I was just like, well, what's the reason? I got busy on the field. I right. was literally the second string backup safety, second string backup free safety, second string backup strong safety. I was mm-hmm. the starting nickelback. Mm-hmm. This is all my freshman year. I took more reps and practice than anybody in the secondary mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. But it was like, it was always something that, and, and like when you're great, you're always held to a higher standard, right? Right. 
And I, and I felt like that, but I also felt like, well, shit, do I receive any reward for me being this good and me right. and me meeting the criteria that you have for me? Right. Because and nobody else has this. Nobody else has this criteria set, these requirements. You yeah. should have made that play. You should have made this play. Well, coach, I was all the way across the field. Well, mm-hmm. I've seen you make that play before. So once you do it one time, you're showing it me that you can do it more than once. Okay, right. well, is everybody else required to make these plays across the field? <laughs> right. And, you know, when I used to, when I used to question it, that was, that's when it became an issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, coach, yeah. hey, coach, why, why, why does this guy get a plus? for doing the same thing I did and I got a minus. Mm-hmm. We expect you to do more. But coach, I'm not the starter. Right. It's BS. Well if you want if you want to become the starter, you need to do this. Well coach, I did that. But you you're not asking me to do what the starter doing. You asking me to make plays that only I can make. Mm-hmm. Nobody else in the secondary can make them. Right. So if I'm that guy, why am I not the starter? Well, right. you're not ready yet. I, I I didn't get it. Right. And then when I started to have meetings with the coaches and question, you know, what was going on, they start – and I know this now because, like I said, I was a coach. Mm-hmm. What coaches would do sometimes – now pay attention to this, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> what coaches would do sometimes is I was being judged off of something that was not factual. It was opinion-based. Mm-hmm. So you were Brian, you remember when I I had all the records and the and I had all the Hawkeye Award records. Yeah. The only person that I was behind was Bob Sanders. Mm-hmm. Vertical jump, broad jump, ten yard dash, laser. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was as a what was I, sophomore, going into my sophomore year, I had a forty plus inch vertical. Mm-hmm. Me and you used to squat together. I didn't even squat with the skill <laughs> players. I squatted with the big skill. Brian, you like, man, hey man. How you squat with me? Like, man, I need to get my weight up. I need to get my weight up. You know what I mean? You like, man, I like weight field, but I was squatting with with the big dudes. Uh huh. Yeah, my and my, my squat all... was decent too. I... Shit, I sure yeah, like we five, there. five something, five fifty. We were, hey, we was up there. T- yeah, I never, I would never put that on my back right now. But we yeah, were, yeah, <laughs> me <laughs> we were, hey man, me and you was up there, and you know uh, you were a bigger guy. I was only 200, 205 and I, you know, so everything. But what they would do, they would judge me off of stuff that wasn't that was opinion based. Right, just opinion I think you, right. I, I think you're not hustling, or I felt like you could have made this play instead of looking at the grade out sheet. Hey coach, look at the grade out sheet. Mm-hmm. Did I grade out? Yeah, I graded out. Did he grade out? No, he didn't grade out. So why is he? So why are you holding me to a higher standard? So my, I, I think, I think where we, we, where we, you know, when I started to question stuff mm-hmm. that they weren't used, that they weren't not used to, mm-hmm. because let's be, let's be honest, that coaching staff, that coaching staff, if you look at our 2007 class, that would, and this is my opinion, I'm, by no means am I disrespecting uh, any previous uh, Hawkeye class or current. Mm-hmm. That class, one of the best classes to walk in the building. I agree. And I, one of the best, I mean, hey man, Desmond Moses, Jordan Bernstein, Marvin McNutt, man, Christian what? Ballard, Mike, Mike Daniels, Daniels, Brian Belaga. You, 
Brian Belaga. <laughs> like, bruh. Hey, man, listen. I, I, Come hey, on, man. Listen, I, 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 there, there's nothing you can tell me. That front, that front four alone. Man, nothing you can tell Christian, me. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Right. So, oh, how, how we they forget did. about the run. We forget about the run. We forget about Javon Pugh running back. It was crazy. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, you and know, he, Colin he Sanderman. Yeah, Colin Sanderman. Colin, Colin Sanderman. It was, it was only a few of us actually played. That class, um, that class was, yeah, that class and, was crazy. And I believe half of us transferred mm-hmm. for, for, for somewhat similar reasons because yeah. it was just like the way they did that, Des, like, the way they did Desmond bro that that after he got in trouble that shit was so foul and but it Ber- wasn't even Bernstein Bernstein it too. wasn't even before it wasn't even before we were all all three of us played that night I remember I remember me Des and Jordan Bernstein playing oh Jacody Coleman we good yeah. can't forget about my boy yeah Jacody uh that, that night we because we didn't play the first game which we played yeah. at Soldier Field which was crazy yeah. we played that next game Syracuse. night game at Syracuse yeah I remember crazy and I remember Phil Parker walking up to me like you ready brother about to pop your cherry <laughs> when it hey went in there I got I think I got two tackles one solo one or two assisted tackles and that that night was crazy yeah um, but uh, <laughs> I remember that. It was, it was, you know what I mean? It was, and after we played, it was just like, they kept telling us to wait our turn. And I'm watching Ohio State play, and I'm watching my boy Jamel Hines get yeah, busy. Right, right. And me, we talking to Mel on the phone. Right, he like, man, right. shit, they don't, they don't care who playing, who, what, what year you is. They're going to play the best players. And man. my man Kyle Jefferson that's, is that's, catching, catching bombs. Kyle went crazy that year. crazy. Yeah. My 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 other boy, my boy Frank Edmonds playing for Ball State, Ball State yeah. going for fifteen hundred yards. Yeah, and I'm sitting here, one of the most talented secondary players on our team, and you telling me I need to wait my turn. Man, telling you, bro. <clears throat> and there was no rhyme or reason for me waiting my turn outside of you telling me I wasn't ready. And but and what's even more crazy <clears throat> is it it was all smoke. It was all smoke, like because all smoke and mirrors. Because that ne- the next year when Sash became the starter, they they benched uh uh who, um number two, what's his name? Uh, Harold Dalton. Yeah, yeah, Harold Dalton. Yeah, they benched him. So, that was his, that was his senior year, and they so benched listen, him. So, so listen, so this is this listen to how crazy this was, right? We always play our warm up games, so we played our warm up games, and I went crazy one game. I think we played Maine. Mm-hmm. And I went As, crazy. Uh, 2008, right? Yeah, I went yeah. crazy. I led, I led the secondary in tackles off of two quarters. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were going through everything. And, and some of the older guys called me on my phone like, hey, bro, it's your time. Come mm-hmm. in. He's like, hey, it's your time. I'm like, what you talking about? They're like, it's your time. They're like, well, Phil, going to call you, come in. He gonna tell you about to be the starter. After that, we gonna watch film together, cause you got to be ready. These are mm-hmm. this is coming from my upperclassmen that are playing. Yeah. Harold meets with Phil. They obviously tell him like, "Hey, we're going in a different direction." 
Mm-hmm. I was the next guy in. We called him HD. HD was like, hey, this your spot, bro. He like, congratulations, bro. I'm like, what the hell you talking about? He like, you about to start. He was like, ain't nobody, who else gonna start but you? <laughs> this literally what they telling me. Because uh-huh. at the time, R.P. Tyler Sands, Tyler Sands was a scout team player. Yeah, yeah, rest in peace, Tyler Sands. And, he and, was and, so, li- realistically, he was fourth string. Yeah. Because he was behind. He was and a, behind. Lot, a, lot of people, a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't know that. In 2008. Hey, Listen. He's right. So, I walk in there. And the first thing he said, he said, he said, hey, I hope you're ready, brother. You guys are competing for the starting job. He said, you, you obviously have, you know, he's obviously got to beat you out because you obviously have played and he hasn't. You're in front of him. And oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because Saz redshirted. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He redshirted like me. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't want to say I was the reason he redshirted because I can't, I don't have proof of that. But what I can say is, when I walked into camp, me and Tyler said, me and Tyler, Tyler Sass was the second string free safety. I was the fourth or fifth string free safety. That second day of camp, when I told you I walked in, I moved from fifth string, fourth, fifth string free safety mm-hmm, to, second, to string. second string free safety. Mm-hmm. Tyler Sash went to developmental squad, which mm-hmm. is the red shirt squad. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm not going to sit up here and say, and like I said, Tyler was my boy. I'm not going to sit up here and say that I took a spot or none of that, I think anything of that nature, but I'm just telling you, I'm just stating the facts. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when it happened, he was like, he's like, you in competition. I'm like, I mean, because at the time, it was uh, David Cato, the, mm-hmm. young, the young bull. Yeah, I remember David Cato. Heavy, heavy, it, me and him was, I was second team, he was third team. He was like, they said that they split. It's a it's a battle between y'all three. We're going to grade y'all. At, listen, we're going to grade you every day. Oh, oh, for real? That's what they was doing? They grade us every day. Hmm. I graded out higher than them every day. Hmm. For how long? For how long? For a week. Okay. It was that week prep. Oh, so okay, okay, to- okay. Okay, Monday, Monday to Friday. Till, yeah. Monday so to guess, Thursday. So Monday to Thursday. I graded out all three practice. Let's say if I let's say I average an 80, they probably would have averaged set, set Tyler was at 75. I think Cato might have been like 73, 70, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. So I'm clearly statistically mm-hmm. the guy. Right. Come Friday, come Thursday. Coach Parker said, you had a hell of a week. Make sure you're ready. Didn't say I was starting. Said, make sure you're ready. <clears throat> they don't say, he said, well, I'll let you, he said, I'll let you guys know Friday. Mm-hmm. We have our, you know, we have our team dinner, meeting, film, go to the hotel. Mm-hmm. Never said anything on Friday. We have our, we have our little position breakdown. He said, I'll talk to you guys Saturday morning, let you know. <laughs> the day, the day of the game. <laughs> so I say, so in my mind, I'm like, I already know, like they about to fuck me, like they about mm-hmm. to fuck me. Mm-hmm. Slowly but surely, what was that Iowa State game? 
Mm-mm. It was the next whatever. No, it wasn't the Iowa State game. I can't remember who it was. It was okay. a, it was another warm up game. It was another okay, warm up okay. game. Okay. Slowly but surely, come Saturday morning, Danny had us the depth chart list. Saturday morning. Saturday morning. Breakfast. Right after breakfast. It has Tyler Sass, Deontay Morrow. Hmm. You talking about hot. I'm yeah, about to say, how did I make you feel? Bro, I was fucking livid. <laughs> I can only imagine, bro. I was livid. <laughs> I was livid for multiple reasons. But I was livid. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what my mind... This was my mindset, bro. This was always my mindset. <clears throat> I'm going to make you play me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he says... So listen. So he says, you know, <clears throat> you guys are going to go... First two... Si- You're going to go... You guys are going to switch off every other series. Mm-hmm. Because we don't know who the starter is right now. And I'm just like, well, okay. I don't know how. Why not? Yeah. So he's, he, 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 he started. One series. Yeah, and then you went the next Sash series. one season. It was supposed to be Marvel the next series. It was supposed to be. Oh, so that didn't happen. I didn't get into the – they didn't put me into the fourth quarter. Wow. So they basically lied to you. Blatantly lied to me. Mm-hmm. And I and I honestly feel like it was a setup. They really wanted him to play regard anyways, mm-hmm. no matter what mm-hmm. I did. Right. That's what I honestly feel. Mm-hmm. Uh nothing nobody's gonna say anything to change my mind on that. Mm-hmm. Uh because that's that's legit what happened. Right. He and this is no no disrespect to my man at all. <clears throat> Talent wise, it wasn't close. I let my t- and that's just me, that's me being confident. Mm-hmm. That's me. Being honest, though. So yeah, let that me was, let me ask you that this: was because... nothing that me and you could that, and you could ask my that was nothing that he could do on the football field that I couldn't. Right. And I was faster. I was the whole nine. And as, yeah, yeah, I'm here. Let me ask you this, man. So all that happened, you know, they feed you the bullshit. They lie to you, say y'all gonna go um, series to series, and that don't happen. You don't get into the fourth quarter, but then. The next game, I think Iowa State, I think he ended up having like two picks. He ended up having like two picks or maybe one or two picks. Mm-hmm. Like on like like on paper, he had a crazy game. I think he had like nine tackles and two picks. But obviously, we know the game. We we know the game. So on paper, it looked like he had a good game, but but what did it look like to you? Like you really knowing the game and you feeling like you was better than him. Um it felt like he he made it. Honestly, listen. If I'm a I'm a guy, so if you're in a game, make the plays that you're supposed to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't remember what the grade out sheet was, mm-hmm. uh, but he did have two picks. I can't take that away from him. Mm-hmm. I can't sit there and say that. Hey, man, I would have stood at that position and got that pick the same way, except ex- instead of me being tackled, I would have scored. I can't say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wasn't a bad player, by no means. Obviously, look at mm-hmm. you know, look at his accolades and look at what he's done. Right. But I can say this: I wasn't I wasn't given the opportunities that he was given. Right. And I I I can't say that he did not earn it, but I can say I can say that 
he had more assistance with him playing. Right. There was more. It was a more. It was more likelihood for him to receive leeway from the coaches mm-hmm. than than for me to receive it. Oh yeah, you know that. That's that's just that's just what it was. That's just how I how I felt, and it wasn't just me that felt that way. Mm-hmm. My teammates would walk up to me and be like, "That's some bullshit." Mm-hmm. I wasn't jealous at Tyler Sash by no means. Of course, like like of I said, he not. was he was nice. Was, yeah, and we, nice. and we was we was cool with him. It, that, that, and, that was our boy. Yeah, and yeah, my my issue wasn't with Sash by no means. Exactly. I, hey, I always hey, if you in the game, make the fucking play. Mm-hmm. Period. There's, there's no. <laughs> that's how you know. That's how we rock. Right. Whether you always make the best of your situation, but I'm mm-hmm. but me speaking from my side, I wasn't privy to those opportunities mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. But after you know, after my tenure there. I learned why. I knew why. I mean, I knew it when I was there. Mm-hmm. But it just was what it was. You know what I mean? And at that age, <clears throat> yeah, and we didn't have those 19. platforms. <laughs> we didn't. Yeah, 18, 19. Mm-hmm. Yep. At that age, we, we didn't have the social media platforms to speak out about injustice, inequality. Right. And like they got right now. Right. Yeah. Hey, but listen, it's so crazy because they just now can get a Twitter. Right. It's after all the we years. are that's thirteen years. Mm-hmm. Twitter's been like it's crazy how long Twitter been out, but thirteen years. They just can now have a Twitter. Yeah, I remember Twitter came <laughs> out in two thousand nine and I had a but I guess they didn't they didn't know about it. Like the coaches hadn't heard about it. And then I had a Twitter for like um probably like a month and then once DJ K was DJ K once DJ K got a Twitter he got like thousands, thousands of followers, and I guess that got back it to was too much. Yeah, I guess I guess that got back to the coaches, and we had a team meeting the next day, and it was like whoever got Twitter, you got to deactivate your account. You can't have it until you leave. Until you leave the University of Iowa. <laughs> hey, freedom of speech gone right there. But man, it's it's crazy, bro, because I think shit. Even if we even if we had the social media platforms they got now. I think the way we was raised, we was all just so like, obviously we, we used to talk in our circle about the bullshit that we was experiencing, but yeah, but we, but, but we just, we knew, I feel like we all was just going, we knew just to continue just to fight. Like, I feel like we just, we, we would talk about it like in our circle, but even if we had those platforms, I still can't see none of us actually really telling the truth about the bullshit that we went through through a tweet or through a well, note yeah, post or it, anything like that. For, for us, man, you you, you got to remember, for us, we took pride in pissing people off. And mm-hmm. when I say pissing them off, we took pride. Like like I said, my mentality was, I'm going to make you play me. I had mm-hmm. to do the same thing at St. Ed's. Mm-hmm. Like, I literally, like, I'm going to make you play me. I took more pride in that mm-hmm. than anything. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? Like, I take pride in saying, like, I took this spot. Right. It wasn't given to me. Right. I took everything that I've earned that right. I have up until now. None of this was given to me. I've always been an underdog. Mm-hmm. We've always been underdog. Mm-hmm. Black young kid, inner city, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. You know that. So I took pride in that. So mm-hmm. that was, and, and my, my, our thing was, hey, ain't no excuses. 
Right, right. Like we 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 would have our moments. We would was, have there our, was no excuses. Yeah, so we, we would have would our talk, moments. We would we have would, our moments yeah, with each other. Practice with each other, and then yeah, and just, go and out keep there moving. and have. And you, you know what I used to do at practice? Mm-hmm. I used to go out there, and this was me. I was always this guy. I'm a big shit talker. I'm a talk it one mm-hmm. because I know mentally it can frustrate the other guy. Mm-hmm. Two because I know. I'm so competitive. I'm going to force myself to level up and back it up. Right. So I'm going out there. I'm talking shit. I'm, but I'm backing it up every day. Right. Whether I'm sore, I don't care. That's my re. That was my reason for talking shit. Right. <laughs> in my in my mind, in my mind, I'm telling my mentally. I'm telling you talking shit because that's what make you play harder. Mm-hmm. So and it's and to me that was part of the game. That's our culture. Mm-hmm. We have fun. We talk exactly. big. It's not exactly. about fighting. There's no insults. But if you hey, if you run my way, mm-hmm. you better send. I was a safety. If you run my way, you better send two people to block me. Because if you send a receiver, it's not gonna happen. And you and know I what's used crazy? To make a play and yell at the coach, and they'd be like, "I just get pulled to the side." You, we don't do this shit here. <laughs> right. I was just about and to I'm say like, that. Hey, coach. I'm like, hey, coach, it's no, it's no disrespect, man. I'm having fun with my teammates, mm-hmm. but you know, when I used to do that, we, my boys used to get going. Man, I was just about to say the that, but like, used to get going. Man, listen, and they used to be like, shut that shit up. Right. I mean, listen, bro. Like, like they took the fun from the game. Yeah, exactly. It, like for whatever reason, and I don't know if I was like, <laughs> it's still like this, bro. But if if somebody, if one of their recruits come in. With already with natural ability because you know I think Iowa they pride themselves in developing you and making you kind of molding you into and yeah I was I was player. one of those guys I was one of those guys that I didn't need that I just needed you saying. to I just needed you to just call call Phil Eightlock <laughs> right and, hey listen <laughs> and, and I already know that hey line up and Phil Eightlock under Eightlock we get yeah. two by two we roll and cover three if we get you know what I mean? We get two to the boundary, we roll the cover three. We get a two by one set. I'm playing hammer or I'm playing nail. Mm-hmm. And on the backside, I'm playing Kathy. I st- hey, Brian, it's I, it's still coming to me like it's nothing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's still coming to me like it's nothing. So I didn't. It, it didn't matter. Like this is what I did. But mm-hmm. and but that's why I say like a lot of coaches will recruit you because they don't want to play against you. They don't care. A lot of coaches don't care to understand who you are as a person, mm-hmm. why you act the way you act. And by right. no means did I start, did I ever start any trouble? Right, right. You know, no, never. That. That's just how I play the game of football. That's how I play sports. I talk the talk, mm-hmm. but it was, it wasn't nothing malicious. I wasn't talking about your mother or your girlfriend or all this. It was all right, like, right. you, hey, you gonna have a long day with me, brother. <laughs> you can't block me. You better, hey, you better, find, right. you better pray. To whoever you believe in, and give you some strength because it's gonna be a long day. That was me. That was my conversation. And that was one of the first things I really realized once I got there, man. And that was a hard pill to swallow. <clears throat> is if you had some swagger to you and some flair and some, you already had some talent coming in there. Like, like oh. I, I saw early that they would, they would, they were gonna be determined to shut that shit down. Like, like okay. talking shit, talking, talking trash, any type of. And for me. Playing on the D line, 
like I came in, a, a, Coach Ferris called it a, a Kirk Ferris called it a linear guy. I was a linear guy. You know, I was, shit, I was 219, fast as shit, explosive. Like I was a pass rusher for real. Um, right. I, could play, I could play the run, but I was a pass rusher. I come in doing spin moves and just like all that type of shit that, <laughs> that you know, they don't teach at Iowa. <laughs> oh, no, we so, don't do that. Right. So like, it's like um, a lot of players say conform, but like, you really did have to conform. You, you you can't have no swag. You can't be doing anything. You can't be doing your own shit or spin move this or anything that they don't teach. Like, you can't do anything that they don't teach. Just all those kinds of things, man. Like, uh, obviously, and then they look at you crazy when, you know, some guys choose, choose to transfer. Or even a situation like now, which I'm going to talk to you about, which this year you got 50-plus players coming out, speaking out about being mistreated. All at the same yeah. time, all within like one week. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not a coincidence. Yeah, man. And, you know, it was me and a couple other guys, man. Like I said, it wasn't just me. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't really want to speak for him, but uh, it was, like I said, that 07 class was a bunch of guys, was a bunch of ready to play freshmen. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, like, Desmond Moe, like I tell him, I did an interview, I did, I talked to Des, man. He's got a podcast, my bro. Yeah. Uh, he was one of the first guys. He looked like Terry Crews. Yeah, coming yeah. out of like he as he, a freshman. He used to, as a fr- he, what's up, bro? Like <laughs> yeah, he had yeah, a yeah, deep got voice. The real deep voice. <laughs> yeah, like he had. He had a six pack at two fifty. Yeah, like yeah, he was I, a freak. He and, was hey, a freak. and he could. And we were. Hey, remember? Hey, remember when we were going to gym and put smoke on the Iowa basketball team? <laughs> Man, we 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 were we were running, we were running the court, bro. <laughs> bro, he would come down. He could hoop he had too. Crazy, yeah. crazy handles. J word. We had a lot of you. we had a lot of dudes on the team that could hoop. Him, uh, Tony Moyaki, AC, AC, AC was punching play. crazy. Marv could play. Yeah, Marv was cold. Yeah, Bell could play. It was, Bell, yeah. We we would like we would go into an open gym mm-hmm. during spring ball. And the bat, like you know, they would be like, "Hey man, I can't. Wait, when y'all leaving? Don't y'all got practice?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. It was them, it was them like hoop, them hoop says it'd be crazy. <clears throat> and we was all competitive, but it was like I said, yeah, man. Like you said, it was like if you walked in there and you did not need any developmental assistance, like physical developmental assistance, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you just needed to learn, Roger, Roger. Yeah, yeah, the defense. You know what I'm saying? Reggie, Louie, and you just need to learn the defense, the calls, field A lock, under A lock. It was like, we don't really like this. Mm-hmm. We don't We don't like that you don't need us so much. Mm-hmm. And yep. I, was, I was one of those guys. It was some other, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but it just, they didn't understand us. They didn't care to understand us. Right. They didn't care to know us as student athletes. Right. It was it was just my way or the highway. Conform, or we'll make your life a living hell. And <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally. Oh yeah, I, I, my last my last my last year was hell, bro. Yeah. What? Um, yeah. What? What was the confirmation? What was? What was the last straw? Because I because because and you can get, and you can you can kind of relive the day. I know when you and Doyle got into it. I wasn't in the workout. I I think I worked mm-hmm. out before or after that. But no, I, we had the first one. We had the first one. This was six in the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Obviously, I heard about it, and I'm, and I know that was the last straw. But just talk about that, man, because 
And I think once when everybody started kind of telling their own little story, I had to I had to be honest. Like and I and I and I was and I I was firm in my belief. Like, yeah, I never argue with with Doyle, but I saw him say and do foul shit to a lot of my teammates. Like, and people people let their pain and like 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 oh well I never argue with him, so it's like it's like I didn't see that. It's like nah, yeah, you did. Like. You didn't argue with him, but you saw the foul shit he's saying. Hey, these dudes. You see how he treating these dudes. A, uh, like you can't turn a blind eye. The blind eye, man. They turn the blind eye. Um, well, one, I, I can say that there's not one player that has never seen him do anything. Right, not one. <laughs> I, I mean, listen. So, like, like we talked about, the the big joke with me was that I didn't go to a quote unquote hood school, that I went to the prep school or the private, I was the private school boy. Right. Remember, that was a joke. Yeah, you I know, remember. You're, you're, not, you're not tough. You didn't go to Glenville. You weren't in the hood. You know, all of that. So, you know, that was that was the joke. But, and like I said, they never got the newest build relationship, so the shit you're saying isn't really funny. And not little do you know, I take offense to it, and so do my brothers. Right. Because we don't know what you mean by that. Exactly. <clears throat> Excuse me. But um, so I'll I backtrack a little bit. So, you know, we talked about the two years of, of me supposed to start, not starting this, then the third. Them telling me I need to wait my turn. I need to do more. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. You know, let's go back to January 2009, the bowl game, the Outback Bowl. Mm-hmm. You, if you remember then, Brett Greenwood, Tyler Sash, they had both had surgery. One of those guys wasn't supposed to play or was questionable and I was supposed to start. You remember oh, yeah. I start I started the whole bowl prep. Yeah, the, yeah. They got they had like shoulder surgery. <laughs> shoulder like right? surgery. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I started the whole bowl prep. So it was a, you know, they like, hey, listen, you're gonna be ready to play. You're gonna play, even if they start. Even if the even if even if you don't start, look to get at least fifty percent of the playing time. Mm-hmm. We play South Carolina, right? Yeah, so yeah. when we play South Carolina, when we play South Carolina, it was a situation where the only thing they put me in the game on was special teams. I got three reps of kickoffs, mm-hmm. and they tried to throw me in the game. I didn't get up. And they tried to throw me in the game um, with like three minutes left. And it feels like, hey, you want to get in? I'm like, man, I don't care. If you're going to put me in, put me in. Yeah. <clears throat> like, I don't know why you're asking me. Like, yeah. You know, because, and, and I truly believe that he knew the shit was, you know, he knew what he, they knew what he knew what was going on. Yeah. Um, you know, he came up to me as if, like, he was asking me that I want to go in. Mm-hmm. He like, hey, uh, you, uh, you, you want to go in? It was like two minutes left. I'm like, man, if you're going to put me in, put me in. Yeah. And he's like, well, if you're going you're gonna to give me attitude, then you won't go in. I'm just like, all right. <laughs> and it was, I mean, it, I mean, at, at this point, it's like, yeah, right. Man, you clearly, you you clearly lied. You shitted on me multiple, right. on multiple, multiple occasions. So, multiple times, right? Uh, go back, and then I 
I end up going in on the last kickoff. Coach Wilson, shout out to my dude. He he uh, he, he had me. He had me starting on kickoff, mm-hmm. or he was rotating me in one or the other. Um, I went in. I think I missed contain or something. And you know, Michigan. I yeah, I gave up contain, but I also got double team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got, I got smoke. Listen, I ain't gonna lie. They smoked me on that kickoff, bro. I, <laughs> I got double teams, so I'm just like who was whooping their ass? Who whooped their ass that game? Yeah, they smoked me on that kickoff, though. I'm not gonna lie. They they smoked me. <laughs> I went up against probably like the two backup linebackers. Mm-hmm. Which no excuse, but they got me. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, they got me, and then um, I came on the sidelines, mm-hmm. and Kurt Ferentz went bananas. <laughs> oh, listen, he, he went Kurt bananas, bananas on, on you on me for that. He went bananas on me. Mm. I mean, like. I ain't never heard Kurt talk like this. Yeah. That's how he was talking to me. Yeah. You know and I know Kurt don't really, he don't really say much. Right. Not at you. He may say something like, you know, he's not a direct guy. He said something. He didn't say it at me. He's, he don't really talk at you. Mm -hmm. He said it. And it was like, I'm like, what? I'm like, whoa. Yeah. The game. And and I mean, of course you you as a coach you want everything right, but I'm like, whoa, yeah, it's definitely overboard. Yeah, he got, and that's why you're not fucking. That's why you're not. That's why you didn't get in. And mm. and I'm just standing there. He's like, you better fucking respond. And I'm like, I'm like all right. And I thought he was done, so I walked away. He like, you don't fucking walk away from me when I'm talking to you, Kirk Ferentz. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. So I'm just like, so during that time, you know, you go, go back, go back home. I went back home, man. Mm-hmm. After the and I was contemplating, and I'm contemplating on what should I do? And I'm just like, I'm like, man, you know, I'm talking back with my family, my people. I'm like, man, I know this. Like, man, dude don't like me. <clears throat> they don't like me at all. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. They was telling again false. They was telling again false stories about me because, of mm-hmm. course, you know, again one of my mentors. Mm-hmm. They telling again a story about me. Again, calling me like this is what's going on. This is what's going on, and I'm like, that's not what's happening. Right. He like, well, why are they telling me this? I'm just like, man, I don't know why they're telling you this, but they are like, they're they're lying to you. Right. Like they're literally, he's like, well, why, you know? And at the time, he's like, why? They don't have a reason to lie to me. I'm like, listen, man. Like, yeah, you know me. Right. I'm not the guy that they're saying. You know, they was, hey, he's not working hard at practice. He's lazy. He's this. And I'm like, hey, man, I'm great now at practice. What part of being tell lazy him, am I doing? Tell him all I, I'm like, hey, I, I'm, 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 hey, I'm setting weight room records. I'm setting my, I'm setting personal goals. I'm setting all time goals record. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? So do that. So the competitor I am, man. The competitor I am. You decide I go to go to, back. I say, you know what? They're gonna play me. I'm gonna make them play me. My mindset the whole time. 
they are I'm going to make them they are going to hate to play me but they are going to have to play me mm-hmm. I pro- like I promise myself I'm gonna walk in there I'm gonna crash and I'm gonna crush every record I'm a spring ball hit mm-hmm. I am going to make I'm gonna create hell on any offensive player to come my way. Mm-hmm. That's just my mindset. Go in there, come back, fresh start. I meet with the coach, meet with Phil Parker. Phil Parker said, hey, man, what's going on? This and the third. We have a we have a man-to-man conversation. I tell him, I said, hey, man, I feel like, I feel like you, you li- you've lied to me on multiple occasions. You never gave me a valid reason to what was going on. I feel like y'all full of shit. He was like, well, uh, it, the answer he gave me was a runaround answer. Of course. You know that. And, you know, go, you know, you, you fast forward. I say, okay. I say, listen, coach. I say, listen, whatever y'all got against me, give me a fair shot. That was the last. I said, whatever y'all got against me, give me a fair Whatever y'all got against me, whatever y'all mindset is about me. Give me a fair shot going in the spring ball. We can take it from there. Mm. I won't. Don't even worry about it. I ain't gonna. I won't be no problem. The next day, within that week, six a.m. workout. I had called. I had got a. Uh, oh, I ended up getting like a little stomach virus. Mm-hmm. So you know you're supposed to contact the trainer. I had contacted the trainer the day before. Mm-hmm. They had set up like uh, appointment for me at the doctor. The Iowa Hospital. It was already known. It was already known because, as a coach, I know the coaches have staff meetings two or three times a day. Mm-hmm. Talk about personnel, who's doing this, schoolwork, who's healthy, who's not healthy. So it was already known, mm-hmm. and I knew Phil knew. So I knew that if Phil knew. I knew that Doyle knew, because mm-hmm. in off season you don't even see the position coaches. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. Walking there. I'm doing a warm-up. I get dizzy. I hadn't ate anything. I think I lost five pounds. Mm-hmm. I had lost five pounds in like a day and a half because I couldn't eat. And, you know, it was <clears throat> everything was just liquid. I said, hey, I'm dizzy. The trainer, I talked to the trainer like, hey, man, I'm a little dizzy. Like, he's like, hey, yeah, you got, you got your doctor's appointment. Come over here. Just get on the bike, ride the bike, and drink some fluids. Mm-hmm. At that time, Tyler Sash and Brett Greenwood had both had just had another surgery or something because mm-hmm. they weren't they were out. So <clears throat> he's like, "Hey, one of those guys get off the bike. One of them got off the bike. I got on the bike, and Coach Joy was in the. Well, I don't even call that dude that. CD was in the. He was in the. We were in the bubble. He was across the field. You know, the bikes were in the front entrance where you walk in at to the left. Mm-hmm. He was mm-hmm. across the field on the right." maybe at the 30-yard line working with somebody in a speed station. Mm-hmm. He looks over, like, who is that, Morrow? I'm just like, hey, yeah, it's me, coach. And I heard him say something. I don't know what it was. So he, he storms over. <clears throat> like, fuck are you doing over here? I'm like, <laughs> oh. you know what I mean? I'm like, I swear. I was just, I had no clue what was about to happen, bro. So yeah. I'm like, Hey, coach, you know, I got a little dizzy. You know what I mean? He told me to get on the bike. Who told you to get on the bike? So I'm pointing. I'm like, trainer. I forgot what his name was. Maybe it was. I Russ. What it was. Russ. 
<clears throat> younger guy. It was one of the younger guys. Okay, okay. So he was like, you get the fuck off the bike. Get the fuck off the bike. He's like, he's like, you get the fuck off the bike. He tell you, don't get you, off the bike. He, no, he told me get the fuck off the bike. <laughs> Did you get off the bike? <laughs> hey, I guess so. I guess. Hey, so. That's but, crazy. Uh, part, bro. Listen, no, he wasn't finished. Like, get the fuck off the bike. I'm like, like, coach, what's up? He's like, you see these two guys right here standing. These guys need to be on the bike. They're Iowa athletes. They're Big Ten football players. They've got the accolades. They deserve to be on this bike. You don't deserve to be shit. You don't deserve to be on this bike. You haven't done shit here. Who who, who the hell are you? You doing this, doing that. So so I had to take a breath. You know know how my head goes sometimes. Right, right. You can feel yourself. You about to go crazy. I instantly, t- I'm, in my mind, I'm 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 on Saint Clair. Yeah, but physically, like it's not what it. It's not look like Saint Clair. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> in Iowa City. Mm-hmm. So I I step off the bike, and they are looking like they're looking like like they shocked. Yeah, they shocked that he said yes. that. Yeah. I pull him to the side. Hey, coach, can I talk to you for a minute? What? I'm like, hey, like, I'm, hey, what, what's going on? Like, why are you talking? Why you, you know, why, where, where did this, where did all this come from? Yeah. He going on another rampage. You're bullshit. You don't do this. You don't do that. You don't deserve this. You don't do that. Fuck around. I'll send your ass back to Glenville. And you do what? I snap. Yeah. But we now we we going back and forth. Yeah. You know, already disrespect me once, you're not gonna disrespect me again. Like that's not gonna happen. So we going back and forth. And we, you know, I end up hey, f hey, fuck you. You know what I mean? Like I was we going back and forth, f bombs. He dropping f bombs. We literally like this face to face. Cause. We like we like this, yeah. And it just so happened that it was another strength conditioning coach, and then it was a couple players. They kind of separated us because mm-hmm. it was it was definitely going there. Yeah, like I was ready for it. If you get the fuck out of here, you don't come back. Boom, I'm out. <clears throat> so instantly, my phone is going crazy. I'm in class. My phone is going crazy. Mm-hmm. My phone is going crazy. La da 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 da. You know, get a call from Phil Parker. Hey, what happened this morning, buddy? You gotta come meet with me. Talk to Phil. I tell Phil what happened. He's like, I wish you wouldn't have did that. I wish you would have just walked away. I'm like, hey, coach. You know, I don't tolerate too much disrespect, especially if I don't give it out. Right. Like. All right, now you got to go talk to him. So I talked to him for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Instead of us just all meeting as one. He's like, okay, we got to figure this thing out. I had to apologize. And so I'm like, I'm like, we can sit down and have a conversation. I'm not apologizing. 
And I go back, talk to Ferris. Ferris pretty much supports everything CD said. Then he goes over, he runs down his resume. He's done this. He's done this. He's done this. He's done this. He's got this. He's got this. He's been here. He's been here. Who are you? What have you done? As far as I'm concerned, you're underachiever. You haven't done much here. Mm. He get the oh he get the he so called called this a breaking me down. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, in order for you to be a part of this Iowa football team, you need to go apologize to him. Because right now you're suspended from the weight room. And if you can't work out and you can't walk in the facility, I don't know how you're gonna be a part of us, part of the Hawkeyes. Mm. I get up, I say, Coach. My mother and father never talked to me like that. I've never disrespected any any coach in here. I said, I'm open to have a conversation with him. I'm not apologizing to him. So I walk in there, you know, they got the bubble where the bubble had them big, strong, them big, them big, man, doors. So I yeah, open yeah, the door, do. you know, his office is right, his office is right in the front. Clear glass window. As soon as he see me walk in, you can see like he was waiting on me. Like mm-hmm. Ferris had just called him, like he's coming down. <laughs> because as soon as I opened the door, he turned, he looked. You know, he always gave that little eyebrow. Mm-hmm. And eyebrow. And you can see him just get like red mm-hmm. and like tense up. Like, mm-hmm. So my mom like, well, this shit ain't about to go good. <laughs> right. One, I knew one, but bro, there wasn't nobody in there. Oh, it was just y'all? In his office, yeah. You know, the, I mean, the G, the assistants were in their offices, but okay, it, it would have been too late, bro. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh. walking there. Hey, coach, what's up? You know, we got time to talk? Yeah, what's up? This is his energy. Yeah. What's up? I'm like, hey, you know, some stuff was said, you know, yesterday, you know, we, you know, kind of, kind of want to squash and nip in the butt. Nip in the butt. Oh, no. I feel like you should never talk to me this way. I've done this, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. Who are you? He, he, hey, he back on it, full fledged. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I take a deep breath. I'm like, in my mind, I'm just like, yeah, not too much of this going to go on. Yeah. So I stood up. Because I, I was like, you owe me a fucking apology. <laughs> I, I'm like, I stood how up. You, bro, how do you ask somebody for an apology and cussing at him? Like, man, that's ridiculous. He No, he no, he wasn't asking. That's where you mistaken. It, it was It was a command. Right. Not a dumb man, a command. Like, you owe me an apology. If you want to be, if you want to walk back in this, my weight room, you owe me an apology. That was my options. Hmm. I'm like, I took a deep breath. I just stood up. Because I'm, I'm literally, I'm, I'm on St. Clair right now. Mm-hmm. So my, my, my mental is not where it's need to be. So I get right. up. I just take crazy. a deep I take a deep breath like 
Hey, Coach, I want to thank you for everything you've, you've done for me. I, I, I said, yeah, I see this conversation not getting anywhere. Thank you. I stick my hand out. He gave me one of these. Look, he looked at me like this. And turned his seat. Never shook my hand. And you walked out. Last time I walked in there. The last time I've been in there. Did you go back to Phil's office or 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 Kirk's office, or you just you walked out the building? There was no need for me to talk to Kirk. I talked to Phil, and pretty much Phil was just like he pretty much insinuated like once you get once you get on Doyle's bad side, there's nothing I can do for you. Which is even which is even more crazier that he actually said that. Like, imagine that, though, like, that he Man. actually said that. I mean, we, but we all knew, like, Doyle had the power. Right. Like I said, like I said in my article with ESPN, if Doyle, if, if, if Ferris is a CEO, Chris Doyle is a COO, mm-hmm. there's nothing that, you know what I mean? Everything that the COO does is backed by the CEO. He's a second in command. So it was what it was, man. And, uh, you know, that is what it is. So that was, that was, that was my situation. Yeah, I mean, we've seen multiple. We've seen the DJK situation mm-hmm. unfold mm-hmm. in in person. I mean, I we've seen them DJK get kicked out of the weight room for wearing a cut off T shirt. Mm-hmm. You know, get the uh, we've seen mm-hmm. it all, man. We've seen it all. We've seen Dez get moved to move the lock, tackle. To log, we've seen Dez have to log roll for two practices. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's. It, 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 I mean, listen, man. It's you know, it's so many stories, man. <laughs> it's so many stories, but at the end of the day, like my biggest thing with Kurt is that he, you know, he he blatantly lied, bro. He he blatantly said to this, I I don't, I cannot. When anytime to me, anytime you say I cannot recall if that did did not happen, you lying to yeah. me. And I know you're lying because, Kurt, you talked to my father. You talked to me. Right. Now you can't recall it. Now you can't recall what happened. And if if, if you're lying about this situation, you definitely lying about more. And we've heard more stories. Mm-hmm. And I came out, you know, I came out and spoke my piece. Uh, I came out and spoke my piece just because I wanted to support my, I wanted to support the younger guys. Right, like right, I said, my my our mentality is is a lot different because of how we were born, because of how we grew up and where we grew mm-hmm. up. It's mm-hmm. a lot different than it's a lot different than the younger guys. Right, it is a lot different. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, it's a lot different. Uh, but you know, I've received good. I've received nothing but praise about me speaking up and speaking out. I spoke to a lot of. I've spoken to former and current players on mm-hmm. the Iowa football team talk mm-hmm. to their parents Me too. about speaking to their sons about, you know, situations that have been going on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, you know, that's what I'm more, I'm more proud about that than, than actually just speaking out. Like I want to, I want to make sure that the young guys are good. Cause I know that I know everybody doesn't, Everybody doesn't have the mindset I have mm-hmm. of just like 
I'm a, I'm going to I'm going to make you hate me, but hate me for a reason. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. That's always been my mindset. So if you tell me I can't do something, I'm going to in the in the right way, in the correct manner, like show you like right. you were wrong. Right. But Crazy, yeah, that's man. yeah, that's so, that's um yeah, man. And so you end up going transferring to Toledo. Uh, yep. So how 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 was that experience being there for? Because uh, you, you set out one year, then you played two years, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so how, two years. How was Toledo yeah. in comparison? Like, uh, what were some moments that stand out to you in Toledo? You just got to be yourself, man. It wasn't. I didn't have to take my hat off before I walked in the building. I didn't have to take my earrings out before I walked before I stepped foot on the the University of Toledo. Mm-hmm. welcome Matt like it was just like hey man you could be yourself yeah. and that was all I needed was to be myself you know what I'm saying yeah so I got to be myself and that was the that was a it was it was it was smooth sailing yeah because that's all I needed all I needed was an opportunity and for you to for me to be myself and I became a I became a leader secondary leader defensive leader a team leader you know what I mean uh, I end up, you know, I made such an impression that I end up getting an opportunity to coach at Davidson mm-hmm. um, because one of my my position coach became the head coach. You know what I mean? And he and me and him had built a great relationship, and he always was fond of my football knowledge and mm-hmm. me being a leader in the film room and all that stuff. So, you know what I mean? It was just different, man. It wasn't. They, they were, but like I said, they were more open to to us. Mm-hmm. Now, now that's dope, man. I'm glad that you had that experience. Uh, kind of shit, hey, man, basically, basically to, on, basically on the other side. <laughs> I know, I bro. To get all I know, man. It's crazy, like, cause my dad used to tell me all the time, man. Transfer, brother, dude. They don't fuck with you. Transfer, transfer. And you know me, just, just. It was our stubborn, mindset. stubborn. I like. I'm just like, man. I'm. I'm approved to them that I'm good enough. And, and so now it's funny. I be talking to Mike Daniels. Uh, we just always go back to those to those years. You know, 2008, 2009, 2009. We ended up having a good season, but we was like ranked the best defensive line in the country. But like, obviously, I was behind AC, and AC was a hell of a player. AC was a hell of a player. Uh-huh. Everybody know that he's still in the league now. But. Uh-huh. The, the fact that we were the only school in like the country that didn't rotate defensive linemen, like, <laughs> like it was some games where me and Mike didn't literally didn't get no snaps, but we knew that we would be a, a starter at any other university. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, I probably should have transferred. I just, I think I was just stubborn and, and just wanted and to prove them I wrong, mean, bro. It, it wasn't that we were stubborn, bro. It was, I mean, it was that we were, that's how competitive we were. Right, right. It, it had nothing to do with like an ego or being stubborn. It was, we were so competitive because, and th- this was all our mindsets. We were so competitive and confident in our ability that we knew that we were that good. Right. If, I'm like, hey, if, if you put us on the field, we'll show you why. We would show you and the fans why we should be playing. But, right. We didn't understand that as long as they didn't put us on the field, mm-hmm. the fans didn't have anything to request. Right. 
That's fact. You know what I mean? Yeah. So to where we might have been killing at practice, they'd be like, hey, good. Do your thing at practice. Because you'll never see game day. Right. <laughs> and that was the killer. But that was, man, that was, I mean, man, we have work. We literally, and at, at that time, man, at that time, to really get to where you wanted to be, we pretty much gave up our childhood. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There was no, there weren't very, there weren't many family field trips, vacations. No, I used to miss, was, I used to miss all, the, fa- all, all the family vacations. Family, family reunions. I used to it miss was all, all those. It was, it was all work, no play. Football, football. Yeah, man. It was all work, no play. So, yeah, man, it was, it was crazy. But, you know what I mean? I, I've gained... I've gained multiple brothers. Oh, you know that. You know that. From this, from this, from this, 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 this relationships. Game, this, this right. simple game we call football, man. I've built so many relationships and became close with so many good, great people, man. Man, you know it. Yep. You know, it is what it is, man. With it is you, what it is. you know, with, with, with everybody we came in with, mm-hmm. with the guys we met there, like it's still friendships there. Right, it's and, still and love, it's still brotherhood. Right. It's it's it's, it's so, a brotherhood that 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 never that can never be broken, no matter what anybody say. And that's the cool part, man. Like, yeah, and it's, and it's cool to relive the past. And it was, and we 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 experienced a lot of bullshit. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, it ultimately just shaped us into you know who we are today. And it's cool that we can still tell those stories. And like you said earlier, look out for the next generation. Like, speak out looking out for the next generation. So we make sure that they don't go through what we went through. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. So, man, talk about the day that you decided that you was done playing football. Like, the day you said, all right, I'm about to coach. I'm I'm done playing football. Was it a – was that, like, a bittersweet moment? Was it an easy transition? Was it a hard transition? You know what I'm saying? Was you Uh, mad, sad, any of those things? You know what, man? I think – so, for me, it was like I had just had a son. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a free agent. I was working at KeyBank at the time. I had tried out. I had a trial with the Browns. I had a workout with the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Went to Canada. Went to Canada. Did you go with me? Was that you or Otis? It was Otis? Uh, yeah, it may have been Otis. I didn't go. We went. We went. I went. I had two workouts in Canada. I had some other Canadian workouts coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, I had an arena offer mm-hmm. for the Gladiators at the time. Shout out to my man Ryan Selesky. Um, but like I said, my position coach at Toledo, at the University of Toledo, uh, Paul Nichols had gave me a call. I said, hey man, what you doing? I just, I'm about to get a head coaching job. I want you to join my staff as an assistant coach. Yeah. That's dope. And I started thinking about, and I start thinking about my future. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, when it comes to tenure and money and just things of that nature. Yeah. Possibilities of me becoming an NFL player, you know, what what's the tenure? Two, three years versus me becoming a coach. Yeah. 30, 40 years. So I took the job. I, that's, that was, I just took the job. Yeah. Um, it filled my void and missing mm-hmm. the game. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I never stepped because I never stepped away from the game. It was just like I was in a different role. Yeah, yeah, yeah different role. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, but yeah. So yeah, that's 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 cool, man. Cause I uh, 
I, I think I played, I played, I played arena football in 2013. And then I moved to Atlanta and I was just, I was, I moved to Atlanta really. I mean, obviously I, I was working, but I, I, a lot of the CFL teams, we, we used to hold tr- uh, workouts uh, in those bigger cities, yeah. Atlanta, LA. So I was like, okay, cool. So I, I set up maybe like, had to be at least like four workouts with different CFL teams, did, did the workout circuit with them. Uh, and then I, shit, I thought I was going to be done, but then what, what year was that? 2016, I, we was like 27, bro. And like, I still had the itch. I'm like, man, I still, I can still play. Like, you know what I'm saying? And uh, so I played again uh, for, the, for the Barnstormers, went back to Iowa. Uh, and then that football season, I heard from, I actually reached out to Kirksey. I reached out to Kirksey and told him to like, I told what did I do, man? I told him to send me the Cleveland Browns linebackers email so I could send him my film. I mean, yeah, I was thir- yeah. I was thirsty. Yeah. I was like, man, yeah. if I'm a, I said, if I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna go out use every little avenue I can I can I can use. Yeah. So he 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 actually got me the email. The the linebacker coach actually emailed me, like, hey, Kirksey said you you a hell of a player, da, da, da. like um send me your film. So I sent him my film. He said he liked what he saw. Like, uh, you know, I would be on their injury list. If anybody got hurt, they'd bring me in for a workout or, or, or yeah. maybe a, a camp spot. So I'm like, I'm like, shit. And then uh, that whole football season went by 2016. And then that's when I was finally like, man, all right, like I'm, 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 I'm done with this shit. But it's crazy that you went right into coaching so, so quick. And it took me years to finally say, all right, I'm done. Cause I just, I just love the game of football. Like, and, and I could even, even oh, at 27, I still wanted to play. <laughs> I definitely let it game. Yeah, I, I I played it that. I got I got a good I got a good three series in me. <laughs> right, good two. I got to uh, get two series. No, I got three series in me, bro. You know I'm a safety man. I got I'm a deep third. I'm gonna just play the third. Make sure nobody <laughs> to stay as deep as it deep. No, um, no, man. Like I said, it was just I just thought about it, man. And like I said, that came from that was the Saint Ed's, you know, piece of me just understanding life. Yeah, yeah, and I always told that. myself, always told myself, like, hey man, I don't want to be one of those guys that's trying to make it to the league at 30 years old. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Even though I was still young, but it was just like free agents don't make money, man. I, I had to, I had to make sure I could provide for my family. So yeah, yeah, that's um, facts. That's facts. And, and like you mean? said, you had, you had, and like you said, you just had a son, so you had to kind of make a grown-up decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. And that. so, and you know, coaching in itself is is a different ball game. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially when it comes to minority coaches, uh, that's a who. But yeah, man, it was just crazy. So that was that. Yeah. Um. So you a coach. So now you a coach and a business owner, man. Talk about how you balance both. How you balance, uh, obviously being a coach and a mentor and helping young lives, but then also, uh, being a biz- being a business owner. How do you balance both uh, nowadays? Man, my my motto is train like an athlete. Yeah. So even even if I'm not playing, that's just what's instilled in me. So mm-hmm. I'm, I I I train. I go hard, man. Uh, I go hard for my business because it's the way I, uh, Morrow Group and Company, uh, insurance brokerage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm like you know I'm licensed in multiple states uh, to write auto, home, business insurance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I write life insurance as well. Um, it's doing doing great. Um, uh, I'm a, you know, so that's my bread and butter. That's what I focus on. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what I go hard with. And then um, I have a passion. I have a passion for the for our youth. Mm-hmm. So me being me being a coach, 
it's just uh, me being able to share my experiences, mm-hmm. uh, both good and bad, mm-hmm. uh, with with the gentlemen on my on my team, mm-hmm. the student athletes I have on my team, and just to make sure that they have some type of guidance. Like I said, I think it's very important that the coaches. And this is my opinion that you know it's ve- it's it's more it's important and it's more beneficial when a coach is who, when a coach who has been through it. Exactly. Can, can tell you, can talk about it. So exactly. I'm one of those guys. I know what it takes to be a Division One athlete mm-hmm. uh, twice. Let me say that I know what it takes to, you know what I mean. I I know what it is to work hard to be a Division One athlete. I know it. I know what the coaches are looking for when it comes to recruiting Division One athletes. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, from that standpoint, and then you know I try to instill you know just help these young men. Not all need guidance, but it's always great to have you know, more than one mentor or somebody that, can, that you can call on mm-hmm. in a time of need. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just want to be, I take pride in being that, being that guy for yeah. my student athletes. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's, that's, that's a one right there. That's super dope, man. I feel like I, I get approached to coach in some way in some form or aspect every, every year uh, for mm-hmm. like the last five to eight years, to be honest. Um, so it's definitely something that I'm, pondering pondering about i mean of course just getting older and like you say we got so many like crazy experiences i mean good and bad experiences at this point all you want to do is share those experiences and share how to make sure certain things you know whatever we went through or saw how to how to make sure that doesn't happen to the you know to the next generation or how to move yeah to give you an example for me it's like i can or i'm sure you can do the same you can literally break down to a guy nowadays what questions to ask a coach when they recruit. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, but, but we, because I know when I was being recruited, I didn't really know what questions right. to ask. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, I signed my, when I signed my letter of intent. It was a black defensive line coach at Iowa, Ron Aiken. That, that, yeah. that, that, that's why I wanted to go there. Cause I'm like, he told me, he told me that they, that, that they didn't have any tweeners that I could play Leo and defensive end. Cause I could do both. I was just, I was a tweener. I was a tweener guy. He literally told me that I could. He broke the defense down to me. Said sometimes I could play with my hand down. Sometimes I was playing Leo, cover the tight end, drop whatever. I'm like, that's perfect. That's that's what I do. Mm-hmm. To only to only get there, and he ended up leaving, getting a job with the Arizona Cardinals, uh, defensive mm-hmm. line coach with, with the Cardinals. But then I got to get coached by Rick Kaziski, who never played defensive line and was just was an asshole as a, of a coach. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, uh, yeah, man. Me and him, me and him had a couple encounters. <laughs> yeah, so, so now I can tell these younger guys like, hey, when you being recruited, ask some coaches, do they plan on staying there while you there? Because a lot of times, you, they, well, I mean, they, most, of them, most of them, most of them don't know, but that, you know, the, my opinion, you know how I feel about the NCAA, but uh, you know that's why it should be, if the coach that recruits you leaves, you should be able to leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Uh, you know what I mean. But you know the, the NCAA should, is a is a problem, and it, it should you know, be that way for sure. Yeah, me, me and Coach K had a couple words. Yeah, our last our last conversation ended ended in me telling him to watch his fucking mouth. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't rock with him at all. <laughs> like, I don't hey, rock with him at all. Coach, to, watch to, your fucking mouth, bro. To, bro, to this day. To this day, I don't rock with him at all. I remember I, uh, I seen him a couple years ago. He came to, he he came to Mike's uh, 
Mike Daniels, one of Mike Daniels' camp. I, I was, yeah. he was out, out of New Jersey. I went out there to help him coach. Yeah. And uh, he tried to like come up to me like, like with like some good energy, like like I fucked with him, like trying to dap me up. And I looked at him like, man, I the the, the deadest look like, bro. I'm not like what we ain't cool, bro. Like yeah. I'm not dapping you, you, you up. Never, you, you didn't even build that rapport. You just exactly went like, on your went on your get on. Yeah, exactly. And I was telling Mike like, he lucky man, like cause I, I I had some malice. I still got some malice, like like. You know what I'm saying? I really wanted to take it there for real because I feel like he ruined my life to be out. Well, well, he not, he didn't ruin my life, but he ruined my football dream. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, man, I I have no I have no malice towards anybody, man. It's just right is right and wrong is wrong. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. You know that. So last yeah. question, last question, man. Uh, like I said, I call this podcast the After Effect Podcast. Uh-huh. Um, and. You know, we've experienced wins, losses, pain, rage, sorrow, injuries yeah. all through our life. We've been athletes for 20 plus years. What would you say yeah. is your after effect of your entire athletic career? What is Deontay Morrow's after effect? What lessons have you learned that you would take with you, that you would instill in your players, that you would instill in your children? Um, um, kind of list those out for me. Uh, I got my main biggest one is uh, understand that you are always in control of you. You are mm-hmm. always in control of your destiny. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, uh, and this is never, never leave it up to somebody else to make a decision for you. Right. Always do your research. Mm-hmm. You know, always, always be respectful, be responsible, uh, but always, you know, you can control what you can control, mm-hmm. and you can you can always ninety percent of the time you can always control control, you know, the way you react. Right, right. Um, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And that's even that even goes for me, even with the Doyle situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, could I have reacted differently? For sure, I could have. Mm-hmm. Um, if I go back, would I have reacted differently? Hell no. Right, right. You know what I mean? So that shit, that shit uh, was war- That shit was warranted, man. He, he, he can't. You can't talk to kids, you can't talk to people like that. Like, period. Yeah, and that, yeah. I mean, and it wasn't even about whether it was warranted or not. It was just like it's certain morals and values that I stand on. Respect is one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I give it. I expect it in return. Once it's you know, once you, once you give off a different energy. Believe I can, I'm about all of that. It's just it's it's, mm-hmm. it's not necessary. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but always do your research, man. Always you you can always control your reaction. Um, mm-hmm. You will at some point in time you will get knocked down. It's not about you being knocked down. It's how you react when you get up. Yeah, you can't stay left, down. You know, my Iowa situation <laughs> was a knock. My Iowa situation was a knockdown, mm-hmm. and my Toledo situation was how I responded. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know, up until now, is how I responded. Um, you know what I mean? I'm always, mm-hmm. even when I was coaching, I was, I was, I was the young black coach, yeah. the young minority coach. I wasn't just the coach. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and you know, do always do research, understand your peers, understand the people you're around. Always be observant. Mm-hmm. Uh, always but, observant. But uh, always, but understand that you are always in control of your reactions. Mm-hmm. Right, and right. that doesn't that doesn't always mean physical reactions, yeah. mentally as well. Yeah. So yeah. 
Yeah, that's man, that, that's a great that's a great um after effect, bro. Uh always always being in control because especially especially as a black man, like you know, we always look looked at under the microscope anyway. So we 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 definitely gotta control all our actions and but still unapologetically be us, like you know. Oh, I'm yeah, I'm never gonna apologize for being me, man. That's always yeah. you know, it's, it's all love because I come because I because my intent is is not mad there's no malice behind my intent. It's all love, you know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I, I love having fun. It's all love and laughter for me, man. So, right, you know, know that. you know, and yeah, understand that, you know, it's okay to be you. Right. Always, always. There's nothing wrong with evolving. Right. But it's always, it's okay to be you. Right. Word of evolution, man. Well, yeah, I appreciate you joining, man. Uh, this, 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 this was a great talk, man. And I, uh, I've been trying to pride myself just 2020 has been a weird year, bro. Just in general. Um, yep so many people pass and stuff like that. So I've been trying to pride myself on making sure I give flowers, you know, while, while we still here. And uh, like, we've been talking about our whole conversation. Uh, we've been competing since we was real young, man. But I just want to tell you face up that I always respected your game. I always respected how you moved, the integrity you moved with, all, all the accolades, everything you accomplished, bro. Like, I'm, I'm proud of you. Like, you know, we, we both Cleveland guys. So uh, I, I just want to give you that, that uh, give you that love, you know what I'm saying? Face to face, man. And, uh, now we gotta get we gotta get Bruce on the show, man. He don't do technology, man. We got we. I got, oh yeah, <laughs> we got, we gotta get him on the show, man. And hey, man, likewise, I just I'm gonna put hey, I'm gonna put this out there that I can dance better than you. <laughs> 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 hey, if you can dance better than me, you gotta you gotta show me. You got. <laughs> don't be shy. Don't be shy. You gotta show me. <laughs> hey man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, pre- I appreciate you joining, bro. Uh, hey, man, I, so I love, bro. I want to get, I want to get Will over here too, man. Uh, I know Arvell he in Houston, but I'm gonna try to get him on next weekend. But Will, I appreciate you jumping on, and I, I'll tap in with you about that, uh, about that business insurance, about the the online store. Yeah, let's do it, man. Yeah, hey, man, Vell, that's my. And that's my favorite quarterback of all time. It's my that's my personal favorite quarterback, man. He hey, was Tom my, Brady. He was hey, Tom Brady. Too. I was Randy. Hey, he was Tom Brady. I was Randy Moss, man. Back in the day. <laughs> yeah, my too, my too. Well, yeah, bro. I appreciate you joining. Enjoy the rest of your day, bro. And yeah, we'll we'll talk soon. All right, you are you too, bro. Stay blessed. Be safe. All right, man. Yes, sir. So yeah, um, this was like this has been like the longest episode. Uh, but I really just wanted Deontay Moore to come on and tell his side of the story. Uh, when, you know, transferring arguments, but he prevailed. Two years started at Toledo. Got dove right into coaching. He's been coaching for almost 10 years now. Uh, so glad that he was able to come on and just tell his opinion. Again, just I appreciate you all tapping into episode 20. Cheers to 20 episodes. Cheers to the next 20 episodes. Hopefully they're better. Uh, I've been trying to just continue to grow the podcast. I finally got an audio mixer, so my voice should be a lot better on this episode. And so uh, just continuing to learn and continuing to just authentically be a podcaster. (laughs) So until next time, peace.